ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम ज्ञानतिरांधस्य ज्ञानांजनशलाखया चक्षुर्मेलिमस्मगुरवे नम श्रीचैतन्यमनोभीष्ट स्थन भूतले स्वयं रूप कदा मह्यम ददाति स्वदाक वंदेहम श्रीगुरोयुतापदकमल श्रीगुरून वैष्णवांश्चम सागृजात सहगणरघुनाथन्वित तम सजीव साइत सवधूत पिजन सहित कृष्णचैतन्यदेव श्रीराधाकृष्णपादान सहगणलिता श्री विशाखान्विता हे कृष्णकुणा सिंधो दीनबंधो जगत्पते गोपेश गोपिकाकाधाका नमोस्तुते तप्तकांचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदावनेश्वरी वृषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरिप्रि वाछाकलतरुभ्य कृपा सिंधुभ्य पतिता पावनेभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नम नमो विष्णुपादाय कृष्ण प्रेष्ठा भूतले श्रीमते भक्तिवेदस्वामीनामिने नमस्ते सारस्वतीदेव गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेषाशून्यवादिपाश्चातेशिणे जय श्रीकृष्णचैतन्य प्रभु निनंदीअदाधर श्रीवासादिगौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे थैंक यू फॉर कमिंग ऑन फॉर दिस सेवेंथ एपिसोड ऑफ ईशोपनिषद सीरीज एंड टुडेज टॉपिक इज द मंत्र सिक्स ऑफ श्री ईशोपनिषद सो अंटिल नाउ वी हैव अंडरस्टूड द सुप्रीमसी ऑफ द लॉर्ड how he is the owner of everything and if we work in that consciousness we will be um free from the bondage of work and if we do not work in that consciousness then we will be heading down to the hellish worlds and then we have seen the inconceivable nature of the lord in the last two verses fourth and fifth verse how he walks and does not walk and how he is everywhere um you know and how still we cannot see him and how to actually see him that is today's verse so the vision of the pure devotee so we will go to this um, word to word so please read from here and later on we will chant from the above verse here <coughs> so hari krishna everybody so many people are saying hari krishna dandavat pranam so our obeisances to everybody so we will read this um So repeat after me. Yaha, tu, sarvani, bhutani, atmani, eva, anupashyati, sarvabhuteshu, cha, atmanam, tata, na. विजुगुप्सते यस्तु सर्वाणि भूतानि 
ఆత్మన్యేవాపశ్యతి సర్వూతేషు చాత్మానుగుప్సర్వాణి భూతాని ఆత్మన్యేవాపశ్యతి సర్వూతేషు చాత్మానం తో నవిజుగుప్సర్వాణి భూతాని ఆత్మన్యేవాపశ్యతి సర్వూతేషు చాత్మానం తో నవిజుగుప్సర్వాణి ఆల్ భూతాని లివింగ్ ఎంటిటీస్ ఆత్మని ఇన్ రిలేషన్ టు ద సుప్రీం లార్డ్ ఏవ ఓన్లీ అనుపశ్యతి ఒబ్జర్వ్స్ ఇన్ అ సిస్టమాటిక్ వే సర్వూతేషు ఇన్ ఎవ్రీ లివింగ్ బీయింగ్ చ అండ్ ఆత్మానం ద సూపర్ సోల్ తత దేర్ ఆఫ్టర్ న నాట్ విజుగుప్సతే హేట్స్ ఎనీ వన్ Translation and purport by Asdivangres A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai. Translation, He who sees everything in relation to the Supreme Lord, who sees all living entities as his parts and parcels, and who sees the Supreme Lord within everything, never hates anything or any being. Please repeat, He who sees everything in relation to the Supreme Lord, who sees all living entities as his parts and parcels and who sees the supreme lord within everything never hates anything or any being so we will map the english with the sanskrit yastu sarvani bhutani <coughs> he who sees everything in relation to the supreme law so the first two lines yastu sarvani bhutani atman yevanu pashyati that is translated as he who sees everything in relation to the supreme lord that is the first two lines sarvabhuteshu chatmanam so sarvabhuteshu means uh, in in every living being atmanam so in every living being he sees the super soul that means he sees the supreme lord in everything and also tat um atman yevanupashyati he sees everything in relation to the so everything is connected with the lord is everything is in the lord and at the same time the lord is within everything tato na vijugupsate tato na vijugupsate that means he never there is no envy hate vijugupsate he who sees everything in relation to the supreme lord who sees all living entities as his parts and parcels and who sees the supreme lord within him so actually the first two lines are translated as he who sees everything in relation to the supreme lord who sees all living entities as his parts and parcels that is um the first two lines so in relation with the supreme lord means as his parts and parcels 
and then Sarvabhuteshu Satmanam, who sees the Supreme Lord within everything, and Tatona Vijayagupsate, never hates anyone or anything. Purport. So, this is actually the vision of a pure devotee uh, of the highest order, the Uttama Adhikari. As we have seen, uh, we will just go to this verse and come back here. In Srimad Bhagavatam, first we will go to Bhagavad Gita, chapter 6, text 29 and 30, you will see. Sarvabhutastham atmanam sarvabhutani chatmani ikshate yoga yuktatma sarvatra samadarshanaha. A true yogi observes me in all beings and also sees every being in me. Indeed, the self-realized person sees me, the same, the same Supreme Lord, everywhere. See that? Same, exactly the same thing. And because he sees like this, therefore he has no envy, which is explained in the 5th chapter, 18th verse. He sees everything equal. Vidyavinaya sampanne brahmane gavihastini the humble sages, by virtue of two true knowledge, see with equal vision a learned and gentle Brahmana, a cow, an elephant, a dog and a dog-eater, outcast. So this is their um, vision. Then 6.30 6 chapter 30th verse of Bhagavad Gita. Yo maam pashyati sarvatra sarvam cha mai pashyati tasyaham na pranashyami sachamena pranashyati. For one who sees me everywhere and sees everything in me, I am never lost, nor is he ever lost to me. See that? Then this is explained again in Bhagavatam. Let's go to 9th canto. We'll get a little more information here. 9.4.68 Sadhavo hridayam mahyam sadhu nam hridayam tvaham madanyate na jananti naham te bhyo managapi The pure devotee is always within the core of my heart and I am also and I am always in the heart of the pure devotee. My devotees do not know anything else but me and I do not know anyone else but them. Now here the reciprocation of the Lord is also explained. Not only the devotees see me everywhere but for those devotees who see me everywhere, I, my attention is always on them. You know, I do not know anyone else but them. So the Lord himself is saying. Then we have the pure devotee's symptoms. This is a person who is said to possess, you know, said to um, own Krishna. He owns Krishna. Shri Haviruvacha Sarvabhuteshu Yahpashyet Bhagavad Bhavamatmanaha Bhutani Bhagavatyatmani Esha Bhagavatottamaha Shri Havir said, The most advanced devotee sees within everything the soul of all souls, the Supreme Personality of Godhead Shri Krishna. Consequently, he sees everything in relation to the Supreme Lord and understands that everything that exists is eternally situated within the Lord. So, this is all the um, pointing to the same thing, the vision of the pure devotee. He sees everything actually as factual. Like we, we have heard only that 
the universe has come from the Lord and and then he is in, in the atoms of every single atom andantarastha paramanu chayantarastham but the, the, the pure devotee actually sees like that he sees all these things factually so for such devotees the Lord is not just accessible but he is controlled by them Shri Bhagavan Vacha 9.4.63 Aham Bhakta Paradhino Hi Asvatantra Ivadvija Sadhu Bhirgrastha Hridayo Bhakta Ir Bhakta Jana Priyaha The Supreme Personality of Godhead said to the Brahmana I am completely under the control of my devotees Indeed I am not at all independent Because my devotees are completely devoid of material desires I sit only within the cause of their hearts. What to speak of my devotee? Even those who are devotees of my devotee are very dear to me. So this is the position of a devotee. He, he, the Lord is not... For the, uh, for the others, the Lord is far, far away. So he is very near to this um, pure devotee. Not just near, he is completely under the custody of the pure devotee. Sadhubir grasta hridayo. Grasta hridaya means, you see, Sadhubir, by pure devotees, completely free from all material desires. Grasta hridaya, my heart is controlled. So they have the Lord in their custody. So if you see the Chaurashtakam, by Bilumangal Thakur, he is also saying like that, I have imprisoned you within my heart. Um, so, that is how the devotees own the Lord. In fact, Narutam Das Thakur has also sung, um, what is that? Eibaro Karuna Karo, this, this song, he said, Tumare Hridaya Sada Govinda Vishram. Tumare Hridaya Sada Govinda Vishram. So, Lord Govinda is always resting in the heart of the pure devotee. And Bhaktivinoda Thakur has also sung, Krishna Shetamar, Krishna Ditya Paro. So, Krishna is your property, O Sadhu, O Vaishnava Thakur. Krishna is your property. And you can give Krishna to everybody. And it is not that a pure devotee will lose Krishna when he gives, it to, gives him to everybody. No, because Om Purnamada Purnamidam. So, the, even if he gives Krishna, he still has Krishna left. So, Krishna minus Krishna is still Krishna. It is not Krishna minus Krishna is zero. So, um, so Krishna, how many ever millions of people he may give Krishna, still he has Krishna with him. In fact, Krishna even becomes more pleased with such person. Because whoever preaches Krishna's glories, there is nobody more dear to Krishna than a preacher. That is explained in the Bhagavad Gita. We can just go to that and then we will go to the actual verse. So, in the 18th chapter, he explained this. Ya idam paramam guhyam madbhakteshva bhidhasyati bhaktim mayi param kritva mame vaishatya samshayaha. 18.68 For one who explains this supreme secret to the devotees, Pure devotional service is guaranteed and at the end he will come back to me. Nachatasman manushyeshu kaschin me priyakrittamaha bhavitana chametasmad anya priyataro bhuvi. 18.69 
There is no servant in this world more dear to me than he, nor will there ever be one more dear. So this is how Krishna is seeing the pure devotee, so most dear to him. Only when you do not hate anyone, that's when you can actually preach. Preaching means to show um, compassion. And of course, a pure devotee, a preacher for example, he will neglect the envious. And that is also for their own good. Because if you go and meddle with the envious, then the person will spit out even more and more poison. And in that way, he will, com- he will be committing more offences. So rather, it is, it is better that he does not speak anything, he does not hear anything about Krishna, so that he will not commit even more serious offences than he already is committing. So in this way, the preacher is always um, thinking about the welfare of everyone. That's when you actually can think of the welfare of everyone. Otherwise, we can't think of people's welfare. As even Jesus said, don't hate the Um, sinner, hate the sin, not the sinner. So we should hate the sin, yes, the the wrong thing that they do is, that is wrong. But the person, we have to um, not hate the person who actually performed the sin. So therefore, even in uh, Vedic times, according to Manusmriti, if a person has committed a murder, then the punishment, the suitable punishment for that person is death death punishment. So, it may sound cruel, it may look cruel, but actually it is it is good for him because once he is uh, killed in that way, executed, then the next life he does not carry this, this karma of killing that he did in this life. So, from next life, he is absolved of this karma already. So, now he starts from afresh. So, he will get a better chance next life. Otherwise, he has to suffer next life also. This life he will have to suffer with all the stigma or even the danger of being killed, revenge and next life he will actually be killed. So in this way, um, one is uh, held captive by the laws of nature. So purport, this is a description of the Mahabhagavata, the great personality who sees everything in relation to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. See that? This is a description of the Mahabhagavat, who sees everything in relation to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Supreme Lord's presence is realized in three stages. The Kanishta Adhikari is in the lowest stage of realization. Now, before we proceed further, we should understand that the Kanishta, Madhyama and Uttama Adhikari are three classes of devotees. But even the Kanishta Adhikari is higher than the uh, Jnani and the Yogi, the Brahma, the Brahmavadis and the Paramatmavadis, they are not as advanced as the, even the Kanishta Bhakta. So even the third class devotee, if he is a devotee, he is higher than even the impersonalists and the Yogis because he has accepted the supremacy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna. So whoever accepts the Bhagavan feature, he is higher than Jnani and Yogi. So now we are talking about in, in the realm of devotional service. The Kanishta Adhikari is in the lowest stage of realization. He goes to a place of worship such as a temple, church or mosque 
according to his religious faith and worships there according to scriptural injunctions. Devotees in this stage consider the Lord to be present at the place of worship and nowhere else. Now, we should not misunderstand this to be, oh, temple worship is for, uh, you know, uh, low class people or low class devotees or Kanishtha. No. This is where we learn how to become a devotee in a temple because we are um, trained by the devotees how to become a devotee. In fact, in the temple, the main ingredient is the association of devotees. More than the deity, more than the uh, more than anything else is the association of devotees. Naham Tishthami Vaikunthe, Lord Narayana himself said, Naham Tishthami Vaikunthe, Yoginam Hridayeshuva, um, Yatra Gayanti Madbhakta, Tatra Tishthami Narada. So, I am actually there where my devotees are glorifying me. So, because Bhaktisiddhan Saraswati Thakur also said, even if people come and look at the deity, they don't understand the deity. They don't understand the deity. Um, they must hear from the pure devotees uh, in order to understand how to see that, oh, this is not actually stone, this is Krishna himself. And how to, how to understand the supreme mercy of Krishna that he has come in the form in which we can see him, in the form of a deity. So, we don't even understand this if we don't hear. In fact, there was one incident where Srila Prabhupada was talking speaking to his, um, some disciples in his room. Then there was uh, the temple, in the temple hall, the arti, the conch shell was blown, the arti was going to start. And in the middle of the conversation, so, uh, some devotees wanted to leave. So, they said, and they bowed down and then said, Prabhupada, we are going to uh, attend the arti. Then Prabhupada said, you, you stay here, because you will not understand the deity unless you, uh, you know, uh, what is that? Here from the pure devotee. And also there was another, um, he, he emphasized the importance of hearing from a pure devotee. There are two other instances which I remember. Um, one incident was Prabhupada went to a, um, this life member's house in India. And that member, that, that person, he was like a Hindu, um, a little bit Vaishnav minded. So, he, so Prabhupada came along with his, all his disciples, many disciples and he was doing his puja at the time and he, he said, uh, when, so when the devotee said, oh, Prabhupada is here, then he said, uh, you, please wait, uh, let's finish my puja and come. So, he was doing his arati, you know, he was doing his arati. Then Prabhupada left from there, he left. So, what is he teaching here? So, Prabhupada said this to his disciples. This person doesn't, he does not know how to receive the devotees. Even the devotees come, we have to stop even our worship and receive the devotees. Because Krishna comes in the form of his devotees. Even if we are doing puja, we have to stop there and receive the devotees at home. That is how devotees should be. Because sadhubir grasta hridayo. Krishna is coming in the form of the devotees, I mean, in, you know, because the devotees are carrying Krishna, especially pure devotees, you know, they are carrying Krishna and they have come and what do devotees speak? They speak Krishna's words, they enlighten us with Krishna's messages. Uh, so, we have to, in fact, that's why Krishna himself said, Madhbhakta Pujya Bhadika, 
Krishna himself said that. We'll say we'll take out that one. Hmm, I can't find this. I think in the 11, 11, 34 to 41, I think. Let's see. I'm unable to find it. Okay, wait one second. We'll try another. We'll try another time. So it is there. I mean, I don't know why it is not coming. If we go here, let's see. Anyway, if you can find oh, 11, 19, 20, okay. Thank you for that help. 11, 19, 20. Okay. Srimad Bhagavatam, I don't know why it doesn't come out. 11, 19, 20. Pooja. Okay, not Pooja. That's why it's not coming out. Pooja Abhyadhika. Pooja Abhyadhika. Not Pooja Abhyadhika. Madhbhakta Pooja Abhyadhika. See. 11, 19, 20 to 24. See, firm faith in the blissful narration of my pastimes, constant chanting of my glories, unwavering attachment to ceremonial worship of me, praising me through beautiful hymns, great respect for my devotional service, offering obeisances with the entire body, performing first class worship of my devotees, uh, consciousness of me in all living entities. Offering of ordinary bodily activities in my devotional service. Use of words to describe my qualities. Offering the mind to me. Rejection of all material desires. Giving up wealth for my devotional service. Renouncing material sense gratification and happiness. And performing all desirable activities such as charity, sacrifice, chanting, vows and austerities with the purpose of achieving me. These constitute actual religious principles by which those human beings who have actually surrendered themselves to me automatically develop love for me. What other process or goal could remain for my devotee? So, Madhbhakta Pooja Abhyadhika Adhika means more than me is to uh, worship my devotee and Lord Shiva is also saying that uh, that Aradhananam Sarvesham Vishnura Aradhanam Param Tasmat Parataram Devi Tadiyanam Samarchanam So, to worship the devotee of Krishna is even more um, important than worshipping Krishna. So that's why when devotees come at home, we have to, even if we are doing puja, we have to stop that and receive the devotees. That's how it should be. That's the proper etiquette in receiving the devotees. So, <clears throat> so but the Kanishta Adhikari, uh, he thinks the Lord is only in the temple and nowhere else. It doesn't mean we are 
uh, it is not a statement against temple worship. Eventually, we should understand that apart from temple, he is everywhere also. But in the beginning, we can't see him everywhere, right? We would come here to the temple and take darshan. That's how we start. That's how we start. And eventually, as we go, as we become very advanced, then one will be able to see the Lord everywhere. Uttamadhikari can see like that. So, until then, we have to do deity worship and everything. Uh, they cannot, so devotees in this stage consider the Lord to be present at the place of worship and nowhere else. They cannot ascertain who is in what position in devotional service, nor can they tell who has realized the Supreme Lord. Okay, one more thing, the other incident I forgot to tell was uh, Gaur Kishore Das Babaji. It was when um, one of his devotees, actually he had many people who come to hear him, listen from him. Then, at one point, um, there was a Rathayatra that was organized by some local community um, and in you know, nearby towns and villages there was Rathayatra arranged. And many people went, they were hearing him every day, listening and then when the Rathayatra came, they, they all went. Then, um, Gaurgishwadas Babaji said, only a very few were sitting with him. He asked them, why did you go? No, we, we, we want to hear from you. And Gaurgishwadas Babaji became uh, pleased with them. Then he said, yes, this is actually correct. So, to hear from the sadhu is even more important than even attending festival. Of course, festival we must attend. It is not that we should not. But, he is mentioning, I mean, he is making this point very clear that hearing from sadhu is even more important because people, he, he in fact elaborated more. When people go to this festival, because their mind is not completely absorbed in the Lord, therefore, they when they go to the festival, they look at, the men look at other girls who are dressed nicely, and who have come to the festival and think of who can be my wife and you know she's such a nice devotee you know their their minds are not focused on the lord there are on so many other things and the girls may come to see the boys who are there you know so in in this way there is so much polluted atmosphere the mind is not purely devoted to the lord and with all these things we actually cannot worship the lord adequately so unless we hear from the devotees and purify our consciousness, we cannot really worship the Lord with single-pointed attention and that's why hearing from the devotees uh, is more important than anything else. It's very, very important. <clears throat> so, so, devotees in this stage, they think that the Lord is only in the temple, then they, they cannot ascertain who is in what position in devotional service, nor can they tell who has realized the Supreme Lord. So, basically, they cannot see who is a devotee and who is not and sometimes, you know, if somebody imitates to be a very advanced devotee, they will believe him to be a very advanced devotee. So, they don't know how to see by Shastric injunctions who is actually a pretender and who is a real devotee and who is a non-devotee and how to behave with everyone, how to behave with senior devotees, how to behave with junior devotees, how to behave with... So, he doesn't know. He will make mistakes, so many mistakes. So, we all start from here only. We all, when we enter devotional service, um, this is how our devotional service is for most of the time, for many years. Slowly we climb, you know, slowly we learn more and more and more, you know, one by one, one by one, all the anarthas, you know, slowly come out and we learn from them. We make mistakes and then we learn from them. 
in this way we learn and advance more and more uh, but eventually we should always be very serious and come to the stage of at least second class prabhupada said don't remain in the third class yes everybody starts there but we should not remain there we should uh, we should go above that so what is the second class devotee so he will preach so we will see that all that you know we will read on <clears throat> they cannot ascertain who is in what position nor can they tell who has realized the supreme lord such devotees follow the routine formulas and sometimes quarrel among themselves considering one type of devotion better than another sometimes this this happens um why why you know you all must do deity worship i must sweep the floor why i cannot do deity worship you know or you know this kind of things so they don't understand that sweeping the floor and worshiping the deity and or dressing the deity is there is no difference it is not like in the material world this is called this is real advaitam advaitam means not just we become one with the lord that everything connected with the lord there is no difference there is no difference between his name and him there is no difference between his service and him and even in the service there is no difference between one service and another this is abhinnatva namanamino abhinnatva there is no bhinna there is no difference in the service so whether one is managing the temple or distributing books or whether one is Uh, sweeping the floor it is all service to krishna so it may we, we can engage in anything in fact we should be more eager chaitanya mahaprabhu himself cleaned the temple gundicha marjan there is a nice episode in the chaitanya charitamrita where he cleaned the temple of the lord personally with his own hands and he showed us how we should you know clean the temple then our heart becomes cleaned yeah. so this is the proper way we have to that's why when when um one time um prabhupad was giving a lecture so this new person you know um he was um, i don't know what is his background so he came and sat down so prabhupad asked him to go and wash the pots wash the utensils so that even that was actually the formula of bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur whoever new comes he should first wash the utensils and clean the temple clean the toilet why because that's when he will become humble only when that's why what is the verse in 434 bhagavad gita chapter 4 text 34 because if you going to come and listen to bhagavad gita like a big man and then challenge the speaker or you know have big big ideas and think our ideas better than the devotee's ideas or the krishna's ideas when krishna says something we don't agree so these things happen because we are not humble so first wash the pots wash the toilet wash the clean the temple sweep the temple mop the temple yes then we we'll become humble first and in that humility the mood of humility then we can understand so we should be prepared to do any menial service for the spiritual master and krishna so 434 here tadvidhi pranipatena pariprashnena sevaya upadekshanti te gnanam gnani nastatva darshinah just try to learn the truth by approaching a spiritual master inquire from him submissively and render service unto him the self realized souls can impart knowledge unto you because they have seen the truth so this is the thing that we can understand in the submissive attitude we cannot understand otherwise so submissive attitude means first we have to become menial submissive means not just you know show you know yes prabhu you know there is <laughs> there is a um, bengali proverb 
अतिभक्ति चोरेर लक्षण अतिभक्ति मीन्स चोरेर लक्षण दैट मीन्स टू मच हम्बलनेस इज अ साइन ऑफ थीफ यू नो इज ट्राइंग टू बी लाइक वेरी टू गुड टू गुड टू बी ट्रू दैट मीन्स ही हेज सम मोटिव समथिंग ही वॉन्ट्स सो इट इज ऑफकोर्स वी हैव टू बी हम्बल द थिंग इज वी शुड नॉट एक्ट इट वी शुड नॉट जस्ट लिप सर्विस वी शुड एक्चुअली फ्रॉम द हार्ट वी हैव टू बी हम्बल so the whole point of washing the utensils and washing the pots and you know washing the toilet washing the, you know the, all this is what it makes if i wash those and still you know put you know be very proud you know then i have not still learned anything the whole idea of doing those things is that i should first of all you know uh, throw away my pride i am just a menial servant for krishna that's what i should think and in that mood i should approach the devotees and krishna that's when i will actually improve or advance so it is not just washing the toilets or washing the utensils it is meant to cleanse our pride and become humble but even even if after doing that we don't become humble then again we have not learned the lesson from that that's why you know this happened once in um um so two devotees you know so at that time prabhupada's time they used to have this bus party so used to have like around 10 to 12 buses radha damodar bus party in america so what they used to do these buses was full of devotees brahmacharis and sanyasis so they used to go from town to town village to village city to city and do hari naam sankirtan on the streets and distribute books everywhere and in this way they used to they have this traveling party Hmm? so um as they went on in in all these uh, cities and towns so they attracted so many people with that you know with that kind of preaching and out of many of those who were attracted two of them were actually bus drivers so they said okay we will actually drive the bus you know we will drive your buses in fact so okay wow good then they started chanting and you know they started driving the buses and everything but they when the when the classes were conducted or something they used to spend time cleaning the buses you know they did not listen to the message they did not read enough they did not read prabhupada's books thoroughly just maybe one small book here and there and maybe not even that so they were very shallow in their philosophical understanding and they used to not regularly attend the classes and what happened they were cleaning the buses and driving the buses and everything and you know when you do that as a devotee as a full time devotee you don't get a pay for that you don't you're not getting a salary so it was like full time volunteer service so after some time they did it for about few weeks about two months and after that they they started thinking um well what is the difference between here i mean we are bus, driving bus here and driving bus there but when we drive bus outside we will get at least money here we don't get anything so they left they went and drove back their buses and for what they used to do before i mean their job so the thing is if we take to devotional service but if we don't couple that with hearing and chanting and with a sincere attitude again even if we hear and chant if we don't have a sincere attitude again so the whole thing is we have to be sincere about our own progress we should not be concerned about whether he is progressing or she is progressing or you know they are all progressing or not first of all am i progressing or not so that's where i should focus my energy on 
preacher, one who is more advanced, uh, he will know, uh, he will, just like Prabhupada also told us, okay, this person is not correct, uh, this is not correct, you know, this, he said like this, this is not correct. So, he pointed out the faults in others, so that we will not be misled. But, that we can do when we are, in fact, Prabhupada said, a guru's job is to find faults. So that, uh, well, not only with the disciple, but also, he has to find fault for the disciple, first of all, so that he should correct him, not just simply flatter him all the time. And also, he will point out the faults of materialistic philosophies, which otherwise the devotee could not have spotted. You know, so where exactly this philosopher is wrong or this kind of thinking is wrong. So, the, the spiritual master's duty is to find out all these faults and save the devotees from that misleading kind of thinking. So, that is very important. Um, so, that a preacher will do. And in the service of Krishna, yes, that is to be done. But especially in the Kanishta Adhikari, we have to be very much uh, concerned with our own faults. Not simply, oh, he is like this, he is like this. Who are we then? What are we doing? And so, not simply to find the faults. But we have to focus on our own advancement. Bhakti Siddhan Saraswati Thakur also said that don't pry on the faults of others. Look at your own faults. So there are so many things to be you know corrected in myself. So why should I, you know, waste my time, you know, finding other people's fault and meditating on their faults? First of all, my faults are there, so many. Which I'm not even able to see. I'm blind to my own faults. So this is how we have to think always. Of course, for the matter of preaching, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur also said. He said, I am the proofreader of religion. I am, I am, I was born in the, what is that, uh, scorpion. Scorpion or? Karkata. Karkata means crab. I don't know, what is the zodiac of crab or whatever. So, I was born in this Karkata Lagna. So, I'm, like the crab, if I see any uh, deviation in religion, I will pierce it. You know, he was like a lion guru. Anything that is short of pure devotional service to Krishna, he used to criticize. So, Prabhupada also did that. And that is good, that is correct. Because everything that is that falls short, in fact, Prabhupada said this, there is no one in India except me. I am the only one in India that I am um, criticizing everything, not only the karmis, jnanis and uh, all kinds of... Um, deviant philosophies, but everything that falls short of complete surrender to Krishna, I am criticizing everything. So that is actually what is preaching all, what preaching is all about. Preaching is not just about Krishna, but also what is not Krishna consciousness. So that we stay, we keep our guard against these, you know, pitfalls that may happen. Uh, so, both things we have to understand. What is correct and what is wrong, we, we have to understand both. That is actually there in the Ishopanishad as well. Um, 11. If you go to Ishopanishad 11. Hmm. Vidyam cha vidyam cha yastad vedo bhayam saha avidyayam rityum tirtva vidyayam rityam ashnute Only one who can learn the process of nescience and that of transcendental knowledge side by side can transcend the influence of repeated birth and death and enjoy the full blessings of immortality. It is not that we only you know, hear of Krishna's pastimes and don't know about what is correct philosophy, what is wrong philosophy, what is deviant philosophy. 
no we should know every single technicality that's why if you see even um, what is the nectar of devotion bhakti rasamrita sindhu rupa goswami is giving so many details there you know even swarup damodar goswami you know when people used to um, submit some poems to chaitanya mahaprabhu swarup damodar goswami would first filter it he would not let chaitanya mahaprabhu see anything that is not in accordance with shastra or the rasa you know so even he sees that if he find some discrepancy he will criticize what are you why you writing like this? this is not correct you you correct this one this is then he will give back he will not it will not go to chaitanya mahaprabhu only if everything is on order uh, there is no rasa bhas there is no philosophical deviation so th- according to tattva according to rasa there is no deviation uh, then only it goes to chaitanya mahaprabhu so and this rasa and tattva deviations are very very intricate it is very hard to spot for a ordinary devotee in fact even if you see nectar of devotion it is very difficult if you if you just read it you will not find a fault in it but an expert devotee can find uh, so um that fault finding is not exactly uh, the mentality of fault finding but they know just like a chef a, a, a good chef for example he knows what is correct taste and what is wrong taste and if there is something which is not like not really good he say no this is not good you know he knows so that's expert an ordinary man he would not know it's good right nothing wrong no but he says no this is wrong is not done with this so there's rasa bhas or this chutney doesn't go with this you know you know nobody eats chapati with chutney for example chapati is eaten with um, you know like a wet sabji or dal something like that not really a chutney you know so these are some some things like rasa bhas it they don't go well together but a, but a beginner chef he wouldn't know he just cooks anything you know he doesn't know and he doesn't know how to do this is a crude example but that's how an expert devotee he can understand when everything is is flowing in rasa and tattva then that becomes very relishable for the pure devotee otherwise it's like you know suppose you are eating a nice uh, halwa and you taste bitter i mean that's that's not what you would expect in a halwa right so that's what rasa bhas is all about so but we are not expert in the tasting the the rasa of krishna bhakti rasa but a pure devotee is chaitanya mahaprabhu is so swarup damodar ramanand rai they know how to present the correct um in the correct way so similarly in the philosophy also what is correct and what is wrong a tinge of impersonalism a pure de- i mean a devotee a preacher can detect when there is a tinge of impersonalism an ordinary devotee um, third class wouldn't be able to detect this they will and sometimes when the preacher he detects this third class devotee being inexperienced he will find fault with the person who actually found that fault he say how come you know he is thinking like this you know there's no good in this you know it was a nice uh, poem or nice writing or nice thing he has done you know how come he is thinking like this you know how can why can't he see anything good in this she's you know he or she is writing about krishna you know, what is wrong so but swarup damodar rejected so many why because there is this there are so many technicalities which a kanishtha adhikari cannot see but those who are higher they can see especially a pure devotee he is expert expert in the science of philosophy and mood the rasa devotional mellows so these things we have to understand therefore what is correct and also what is wrong both have to be understood you see 
one who can learn the process of nescience, that means ignorance, and that of transcendental knowledge side by side can transcend. So we are not naive about what is going on in the material world. I mean, maybe the particular incidents, sometimes devotees are not really worried about what's going on, but the general tendency is the same. So it's not that they do not know on what platform the material world is running. They know very well and yet they stay apart from it, aloof from it because they know that there is nothing substantial there. Although a lot of people may uh, create so much hype about everything, but a devotee, he knows that ultimately all this is just the workings of Maya and he stays away from them. And if somebody goes, if a devotee is getting, and again, Kanishta Adhikari, he, he will get easily, you know, um, swayed by materialistic ideas sometimes and, you know, some just like, you know, we have seen yesterday that, you know, that uh, Krishnadas, uh, he wanted to, no, Balabhadra Bhattacharya, he wanted to see that, um, what is that, that Kaliya snake, Krishna dancing on the Kaliya. You know, he was swayed by the people. Then, um, uh, what is that, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he, he chastised him, what is this, you are a Pandit, but now you have become convinced by some fools. So, this is the stage of Kanishtadhikar, he cannot know. So, Chaitanya what he did? Slapped him. So, that is how um, Guru will teach us. No, this is wrong. But no, how, why you say wrong? After all, it's Krishna. Every, everybody is becoming Krishna conscious. You know, they are saying Krishna only, you know. you know. Even if they, sometimes they think like, even if it is the fisherman on the boat, but because it is reminding them of Krishna, they are Krishna conscious. But that is out of ignorance. Uh, so, although they were thinking of Krishna, and Kaliya, but they are taking a wrong thing as Krishna. A devotee sees Krishna everywhere, but he does not see like this, like this foolishly. So, an ordinary man, he will not accept him as God. That mistake, um, uh, pure devotee does not do, but they were doing. They were taking the fisherman as God. So, that is ignorance. So, it looks like, after all, they are Krishna conscious, even if he is not Krishna, because the thought of Krishna, it is purifying, right? Even that idea can come. But that is also wrong. Why Chaitanya Mahaprabhu slapped him then? Uh, so, so, we have to be Krishna conscious in terms of the scripture. Shruti, Smriti, Purana, De Pancharatriki, Vidhim, Vina, Aikantiki, Harer, Bhakti, Utpata, Yaiva, Kalpate. You know, this is important. We have seen this many times, but we will see again. Shruti, Smriti. Puranadi. Okay. See? Bhaktira Samrata Sandhu. Devotional service of the Lord that ignores the authorized Vedic literatures like the Upanishads, Puranas, and Narada Pancharatra is simply an unnecessary disturbance in society. Uh, it is an unnecessary disturbance. You cannot say, oh, after all, they are Krishna conscious only, you know, even if they saw some fisherman. No, that is a disturbance. Because it will lead to more dangerous things. Oh, they will, then they will take an ordinary person as God. And now, now it's what, that's what is happening. Some ordinary person is in everybody's altar room. Just a human being, but he is there in the altar room. Equal to God. Sometimes bigger than God picture. Some Baba picture will be there. Hmm? What is this? And Krishna picture like very small. One of the many, many, many gods. And one small miniature picture there. Hardly you can see. So what is this? This is complete offence. It is completely offensive. So, 
to save that's why it's utpatha which does not tally with vedic literature even though it looks like krishna conscious or you know, something no it's wrong it's wrong we have to reject it straight so we have to know when to reject what to reject and what not to reject what is true devotion so this is this is very important that's why every devotee should read the nectar of devotion of course every day we read one page from it but no one should read a more more in depth and more absorbed one should be absorbed in what he is reading and try to understand because very 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 important instructions are there in the nectar of devotion <clears throat> so they sometimes they quarrel among themselves considering one type of devotion better than another these kanishta adhikaris are actually materialistic devotees who are simply trying to transcend the material boundary to reach the spiritual plane so even though there may be um, disagreements again we should not be bewildered why devotees are having disagreements it is bound to have happen because when there is kanishta adhikari he does not know so in the in the course of his advancement there will be some disagreements and in a society of devotees there there are bound to be some disagreements then because of immature devotional services so we should not shun away from that just because there is some disagreement so this i'll tell you one one incident bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur so um his time there was this um, two brahmacharis in in the temple were quarreling were fighting among themselves and this new person he used to come sometimes to the temple and you know some give some donation or you know something like that so he used to he used to come and um, when he came this time he saw the two brahmacharis fighting you know shouting at each other whatever then he he left the temple you know he you know as he was leaving the temple one devotee asked no no at least take prasad no 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 i don't want what is this i came to the temple to have some peace of mind and you know what is this you know i am i am seeing fighting here only you know what is the point of me coming to the temple he went so this this incident came to the notice of bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur of course he corrected the brahmacharis no you should not behave like this you know you try to change so now then he asked one of the uh, devotees to call the gentleman back and see him to see bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur so the gentleman came so he met bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur and the thakur asked him um why did you leave no i saw this fighting you know i came for some peace of mind to the temple and when i see quarreling like this you know like like this is not expected of a spiritualist um, a devotee you know <clears throat> so why should i come to the temple if if temple also i am going to see the same things as what i am seeing outside then bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur said see when you go to a hospital you go there to become cured right but if you see in the hospital everybody is sick everybody all patients are sick there only sick people are found in the hospital so whom should you go to you should go to the doctor not to the patient you cannot say that uh, i am going to the hospital to get um, cured but i see only sick people here what is use why should i come to the hospital that's not the proper thinking i am coming here to you know um, cure myself i have to see the doctor 
I should not be bewildered with the patient. So, he said, I am the doctor, come and see me. Hmm. Yes, they are advancing. They have given up their lives and given to the service of Krishna. Yes, they may not be as advanced yet. And maybe they have some disagreements. But the very fact that they gave their life for Krishna, that itself is a very great surrender and sacrifice. So, we should we should tolerate some of these things and, you know, correct them as they go on. It's not that you can't expect them to change overnight. It's not an overnight um, change because you can make a show, especially when devotees, they come and go, they can hide their frustrations or whatever and behave with devotees nicely. You know, whatever happens in their houses or some whatever stress, they can still hide and be cordial with the devotees. But when you stay with the devotees, then your true self will eventually come out. And we are, everybody of us, we will have our short temper or, you know, all kinds of bad qualities, you know, or sometimes unclean or some, it does not mean that we should continue like that, but these will surface. When I am not staying with the devotees, I can be cordial with them and everything. When we stay with the devotees, we will be cordial and then after some time, when there is some disagreement, one, you know, one becomes a little bit, you know, angry or something like that. So, these things may happen. So, we should correct them, yes. But these things will surface. All these anarthas will surface. And we should not be bewildered. We should, we should correct ourselves. And when we see such behavior or something in devotees, then we should know, okay, you know, they are trying their best. You know, everybody has... Otherwise, come on, if, if, we are, if, we are, if we are all perfect, why are we in this material world? We shouldn't even be here. We should be in Vaikuntha, right? So, this temple is a place where it is like a hospital. It is a hospital for the soul. So, it is, has all these anarthas must come out. So, you, yes, there may be some symptoms here, you know, where devotees are not up to the mark. But at least, they are trying their best. Uh, that's how we should see it. And of course, I should try my best. I should try my best. It's not that, yeah, yeah, you know, um, you know, devotees have faults, I also have faults, so you should tolerate me. No, that is again wrong. Strict with oneself, Prabhupada always said this, strict with oneself, lenient with others. Again, again we cannot misuse this, because I have seen devotees misuse this. Prabhu, Prabhupada said, really lenient with others, but why are you strict with me? <laughs> so, you should be lenient with me. That is again wrong. If I am allowing leniency upon me, that means I don't want to change. There is no sincerity there. I want to keep my anarthas, I want to keep my... Uh, bad behavior or bad habits. I don't want to change. So, that is bad. So, I am not I am not sincere in my advancement. I should in fact pray that devotees correct me. Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur said, beat your mind hundred times in the morning, hundred times in the night. But if I can't do it, I should pray that at least, please Vaishnavas, you do it for me. Because I am unable to even beat my mind. I am so fallen that I am unable to beat my mind. So, you beat my mind, for example, for, for to help me, help me out. Help me out by beating my mind. So, when they chastise, that is good for us. So, actually a guru, he should chastise. For others, yeah. And still, chastise. But still, the, we should expect them to make mistakes again. Because it will happen again. See, I will show you one verse. This is for the preacher. You know, how... Actually, a preaching is not an easy task. <laughs> Prabhupada and Bhaktisadana Saraswati Thakur, they said, to make one devotee, proper devotee, proper devotee, gallons and gallons and gallons of blood must be spent you know to just make one devotee 300 gallons of blood just to make one proper devotee 
you have to tolerate a lot and then at the same time you have to be strict and then you have to be again you know um, affectionate and so all these things you know we have to do to slowly mold the devotee so it is not very easy task to preach so sometimes they will throw their tantrums sometimes they will have their own ideologies they will even ridicule or not ridicule um criticize those who are trying to preach to them just like a madman in a ho- mad hospital the madman you know shout at the doctor but the doctor just have to tolerate it and treat the patient so a preacher has to tolerate un- innumerable amounts of criticism and that's why it, proper said is a thankless task nobody will thank almost nobody will thank the preacher they don't even understand how good how much good he is doing for us we don't even see that and we try to find faults with the devotees who are trying to help us so you see here this is fi- fifth canto fifth chapter 17th verse kastam svayam tad abhignyo vipaschid avidyayam antare vartamanam drishtva punastam sagrana kubuddhim prayojayed utpathagam yathandham if someone is ignorant and addicted to the path of samsara how can one who is actually learned no 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 not this one sorry not this one uh 16 if i'm not wrong or 15 i think 15 yes yeah 5.5.15 sorry not 17 ृषमृते if one is serious about going back home back to godhead he must consider the mercy of the supreme personality of godhead the summum bonum and chief aim of life if he is a father instructing his sons a spiritual master instructing his disciples or a king instructing his citizens he must instruct them as i have advised without being angry he should continue giving instructions even if his disciple son or citizen is sometimes unable to follow his order ignorant people who engage in pious and impious activities should be engaged in devotional service by all means they should always avoid fruitive activity if one puts into the bondage of karmic activity his disciple son or citizen who is bereft of transcendental vision how will one profit it is like leading a blind man to a dark well and causing him to fall in so just because somebody cannot follow we cannot stop giving the instructions or we cannot give instructions according to his way you know encourage him in material activity no that's not the way we have to still give him the right instructions and sometimes he doesn't follow we still have to be patient and again tell him again tell him so like that you know just we just have to tolerate you know the mistakes so a preacher's job is very diff- of course the disciple should be you know very eager to not to commit mistakes he should try his best he should not be incorrigible um but even with his best endeavor if sometimes mistake happens that is excusable but if there is deliberate uh, disobedience that is not that is not um, warranted that should not be done 
So therefore, like for example, in ISKCON, you know, we have pointed out the faults of ISKCON and their initiation system and everything. Now, yes, many things have gone wrong in ISKCON, but the thing is, it could have still been adjusted within the movement. I mean, even when Prabhupada's time, so many things were going wrong with, with his disciples who were not able to follow the rules and regulations properly. But Prabhupada managed everything <clears throat> and still pushed on the movement forward. So, even people, I mean devotees, even if they join, you know, they have some, you know, due to bad habits or bad association in the past, they still carry forward those remnants of the bad habits and it may come into the society of devotees and it will create some disturbance. So, that has to be adjusted and then they have to be chastised, they have to be corrected and everything, there has to be proper disciplining them. They have to be disciplined, it's not that we have to just tolerate and tolerate, no, they have to be disciplined also. But still if he makes a mistake, okay, instruct again, instruct again, until the points come to the point of not making a mistake. Hmm. That is preaching. It's not that just allow him to make mistakes, you know, let be tolerant. No, no, that, that's again not preaching, that means you are not preaching. So, you have to train him. At the same time, because he's voluntary, you know, he's not he's not a paid servant. Again, in in a, in a corporate setting, or you have to do this, you know, you have to deliver this, you know, it is there. But here, he he's a voluntary um, servant, so he can leave if he wants. So that is also there. So it is very delicate situation. At the same time, it has to be handled expertly. He has to be trained. It's not that uh, you know, let never mind, you know, let him do the mistake. No. At the same time. <laughs> he should be um, encouraged also. He should be chastised and encouraged, chastised and encouraged. You know, like when a metal, you know, in a metallurgy, the blacksmith, you know, he will, he will, to make the iron strong, he will, you know, make it hot and then immediately cool it and then beat it and then again put in the, you know, heat, intense heat and becomes red hot and immediately put in the, you know, cool it in the water, ice. And then beat it again. So, you see how much has to be done just to make the thing strong. So, to make a strong devotee as well, there is, you know, hot and cold and everything. All th- kinds of things has to be done. So, even in a society, there, will may, be, there may be mistakes. The, the leaders, leaders should not mislead the people into mistake. That is when the whole organization goes. And that's why we had to present our system of initiations and everything like that. Because up at the at the very uh, top, it is complete deliberate disobedience and deliberate, it's like incorrigible. That's when it becomes very difficult. But if the leaders are proper, <coughs> honest, <coughs> then even if some you know junior devotees make mistakes, they can be corrected and you know, somehow things can be adjusted. So it is it is an art how to you know preach. You know? We need the mercy of the Guru and Krishna, otherwise. That's why Krishna Shakti Vina Nahitar Pravartan. Without the empowerment of Krishna, one cannot really preach and make devotees. It's a very, very uh, thankless task. <clears throat> so, you see, these Kanishta Adhikaris are actually materialistic devotees who are simply trying to transcend the material boundary to reach the spiritual plane. So, they are still in the Randava. They are failing, yes, just like a child, when, she, when he tries to walk, he, he will fall down, he will fall down, sometimes cry, sometimes hit his head on the ground, whatever, and then slowly, slowly he will walk. So, devotees also go through those things in their devotional life. So, you know, um, 
we should not deride those Kanishta Adhikaris who are sincerely trying. But if I remain Kanishta and become envious of devotees, ah, yes, then he has to be severely dealt with. You can't become envious of devotees, that is very bad. If once he becomes envious of devotees, very soon he will be out of the association, finish. He will be just gone. Yes, Okay, now, those who have attained the second stage of realization are called Madhyama Adhikaris. These devotees observe the distinctions between four categories of being. One, the Supreme Lord. Two, the devotees of the Lord. Three, the innocent who have no knowledge of the Lord. And four, the atheists. Um... The atheists who have no faith in the Lord and hate those in devotional service. So these four, you see this, the Supreme Lord, the devotees of the Lord, the innocent who have no knowledge of the Lord and the atheists who have no faith in the Lord and hate those in devotional service. The Madhyam Adhikari behaves differently toward these four classes of persons. So he adores the Lord, considering him the object of love. He makes friends with those who are in devotional service. He tries to awaken the dormant love of God in the hearts of the innocent and he avoids the atheists who deride the very name of the Lord. So this is actually a shloka from Srimad Bhagavatam, Kanto 11, Chapter 2, Text 46. Ishvareta dadhineshu balisheshu dvishatsucha prema maitri kripopeksha yahkaroti samadhyamaha an intermediate or second class devotee called Madhyama Adhikari offers his love to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, is a sincere friend to all the devotees of the Lord, shows mercy to ignorant people who are innocent and disregards those who are envious of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So this is the, these are the four types of dealings of a preacher. The preacher behaves in this way. different. But a Kanishtha Adhikari, he does not know how to behave with everyone. He sometimes imitates the Uttama Adhikari trying to see everybody equal and at the same time other times he will fight with others so these things go on in Kanishtha level so we should not try to imitate a person on a higher platform of devotional service and try to do good try to see everybody equal no that's not to be done only a Uttama Adhikari can see in the right way everybody equal but a Kanishtha Adhikari should not imitate that he should try to sincerely follow the rules and regulations and improve in his own devotional life first. Hmm. Above the Madhyama Adhikari, you see, is the Uttama Adhikari who sees everything in relation to the Supreme Lord. You see, above the Madhyama Adhikari is the Uttama Adhikari who sees everything in relation to the Supreme Lord. Such a devotee does not discriminate between an atheist and a theist, but sees everyone as part and parcel of God. He knows that there is no essential difference between a vastly learned Brahmana and a dog in the street, because both of them are part and parcel of the Lord, although they are engaged in different bodies on account of the different qualities of their activities in their previous lives. He sees that the Brahmana particle of the Supreme Lord has not misused his little independence given him by the Lord and that the dog particle has misused his independence and is therefore being punished by the laws of nature 
by being engaged in the form of a dog. Not considering the respective actions of the Brahmana and the dog, the Uttama Adhikari tries to do good to both. Such a learned devotee is not misled by material bodies, but is attracted by the spiritual spark within them. So this is the pure devotee stage. Hmm. Now, Srila Prabhupada is a pure devotee, Uttamadhikarya, Paramahamsa. But then, when he is preaching, that's why Prabhupada many times explained this in his books, a person who is especially empowered by the Lord, a pure devotee empowered by the Lord, voluntarily descends to the second class platform to preach. That doesn't mean that his devotional status is on the second class platform. He is actually on the first class platform. But for preaching's sake, he will point out the faults of different philosophers, of different people, like even among devotees, like Prabhupada forbade us to go to the Gaudiya Mat even. Because he said, my god brothers, none of them are qualified to become Acharya. And not only that, they are envious of our success, Prabhupada said. You know, so, um, they, they were only doing harm to the Prabhupada's disciples, in fact. They were poisoning them um, by saying bad things about Prabhupada himself. And some of the devotees got, actually got disturbed by that. So, when Prabhupada knew of all these things, and he said, no more, don't, don't associate with them anymore. Give them respect from far and that's it. No intimate connection with them at all. So, this is all not seeing equal, right? So, then why did Prabhupada do that? So, this is to train the disciples. So, first, we can't, that's why we can't come to the Uttama Adhikari level without passing the Madhyama Adhikari level. So, we have to come to the Madhyama Adhikari level. And then, when one is sufficiently advanced, then he can see equal everyone and still again be not misled. <coughs> it, is not, it does not mean that he sees everybody equal means he just goes and associates with the drunkards and everybody you know equal no that's not what that's not the meaning of that he will still remain in his own devotional service it's not that he will mix everyone, but he will just see that you know this is everybody is a devotee just that he's misused and he has you know used his in, uh, independence properly and he will tr- and when he's preaching he will descend to the second class platform because he has to again train the disciple what is right and what is wrong uh, it is not that wrong and right, everything is okay. Everything is equal. No, no, that's not that's not the way it goes. We have to discriminate. And then once one becomes Uttama, that's why we cannot imitate, we cannot even conceive of that position. How how can you see an atheist and a theist in the same way? Hmm. As a preacher, we should not see it in the same way. A, a theist we must preach, or if he's already a devotee, then we must make friendship with him. And if he is envious towards the devotees or the you know Supreme Lord. Then you have to neglect him. That's how a second class devotee should behave. He should not see everybody equal. Should not try to see everybody equal when he is not on that level of Uttamadhikari. So this is very important. Um, because some devotees fall into these traps. Hmm, when they are not advanced. And they don't take association from devotees. And get trained in the proper temple life. When they are on their own. They have all kinds of wild ideas. When they are not trained by in the, in the proper system. So therefore, we have to train ourselves properly. <clears throat> Under the guidance of devotees, we can't train ourselves. We we have to be trained, discipline. You know, when a, when a commander says, "Do the do like this, do like this," that that's what well, that's discipline. So that's why there has to be guru, siksha gurus. Diksha guru is there, Prabhupada. 
then he, he appointed all the temple authority as Siksha Guru. So this we have to follow that you know Siksha Guru proper system. Then everything will flow. Those who imitate an Uttamadhikari by flaunting a sense of oneness or fellowship, but who behave on the bodily platform, are actually false philanthropists. The conception of universal brotherhood must be learned from an Uttamadhikari and not from a foolish person who does not properly understand the individual soul or the Supreme Lord super soul expansion who dwells everywhere. So this is exactly what we were talking about. We can't imitate this. It is clearly mentioned, in fact, in the Nectar of Instruction, verse 5, purport. Maybe we will go there and come back here. See here, in the purport of NOI 5, Nectar of Instruction, verse 5. One should not remain a Kanishta Adhikari, one who is situated on the lowest platform of devotional service and is interested only in worshipping the deity in the temple. That does not mean we should not be interested in the deity of the temple. It's not that that is the only thing we should also learn. It's not, sometimes misunderstand, you know, devotees even misunderstand. Like, oh, in deity worship is not important. No, it is important. Apart from that, it is very important. Apart from that, the behavior with the devotees. So, then there is um, 11 to 47, the third class devotee, you know, a person who is very faithfully engaged in the worship of the deity in the temple, but who does not know how to behave toward devotees or people in general is called a Prakrita Bhakta or Kanishta Adhikari. In fact, if you go to that session we had about this verse, we explain in great detail about this whole thing, what it means that um, to not behave properly. To not behave properly does not only mean that he will fight and quarrel, but also he will be too friendly to people he should not be friends with. Those who are envious of other devotees, those who are um, atheists or those who are materialists who are not interested in spiritual life, he will be too friendly with them. You know, trying to show off that he is a good devotee and he is friendly to everybody, you know. He tries to be too friendly and gets influenced by the attitudes of the karmis and the envious people. So, that is again an offensive. So, when we said he does not know how to behave properly, it is both ways. He may be fighting with the devotees or he may be fighting with the non-devotees also on a material platform. Of course, devotees does devotees do have sometimes arguments with you know atheists when you know when you are out there distributing books on the street and sometimes you meet some atheist and there is some argument. It does happen. But on behalf of the Lord, that's a different thing. Or on personal level, if there is a disagreement, or if I try to be too friendly to those with those who are envious to authorized devotees. That is also not proper behavior. That is not authorized behavior. So that also should not be done. So third class devotee, he does not know sometimes what to do and what not to do. <clears throat> so one therefore has to raise himself from the position of Kanishta Adhikari to the position of Madhyama Adhikari. Then we have read the Madhyama Adhikari just now. This is the way to cultivate devotional service properly. So now what I wanted to show you is this one second. Um, it's a very important point. Okay, I think it starts here.
So here it is explained, um, I want to show that passage. Okay, just give me some time. Huh? Because here is a very important passage. Hmm. One should not imitate. Where is that? When a person realizes himself to be an eternal servitor of Krishna, he loses interest in everything else but Krishna's service. Always thinking of Krishna, devising means by which to spread the holy name of Krishna. He understands that his only business is in spreading the Krishna consciousness movement all over the world. Such a person is to be recognized as Muktam Adhikari and his association should be immediately accepted according to the six processes Dadati, Pratigrahanati, etc. Indeed, the advanced Uttam Adhikari Vaishnava should be accepted as a spiritual master. So that, uh, however, one should not imitate. This is what I want to show. One should not imitate the behavior of an advanced devotee or Mahabhagavat without being self-realized. For by such imitation, one will eventually become degraded. In this verse, Rupa Goswami advises the devotee to be intelligent enough to distinguish between Kanishta Adhikari, Madhyam Adhikari and Uttam Adhikari devotee. The devotee should also know his own position and should not try to imitate a devotee situated on a higher platform. Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur has given some practical hints to the effect that an Uttam Adhikari Vaishnava can be recognized by his ability to convert many fallen souls to Vaishnavism. One should not become a spiritual master unless he has attained the platform of Uttam Adhikari. A neophyte Vaishnava or a Vaishnava situated on the intermediate platform can also accept disciples, but such disciples must be on the same platform and it should be understood that they cannot advance very well toward the ultimate goal of life under his insufficient guidance. Therefore, a disciple should be careful to accept an Uttam Adhikari as a spiritual master. So, we should not imitate an, a, a devotee situated on the higher platform. <coughs> the same thing is explained here. So, it is clearly mentioned in this sixth mantra that one should observe or systematically see this means that one must follow the previous acharyas, the perfected teachers. If you if you see this, um, you know anupashyati. Anupashyati is the exact Sanskrit word word used in this connection. Okay, if you have forgotten the verse, you see, yastu sarvani bhutani atman atman eva anupashyati eva anupashyati eva anupashyati. You see. Anupashyati means observes in a systematic way. What is that? Now that is explained here. We will read now. You see, one should observe or systematically see. This means that one must follow the previous acharyas, the perfected teachers. Anupashyati is the exact Sanskrit word used in this connection. Anu means to follow and Pashyati means to observe. Thus, the word Anupashyati means that one should not see things as he does with the naked eye, but should follow the previous Acharyas. Due to material defects, the naked eye cannot see anything properly. One cannot see properly unless one has heard from a superior source. Okay. <clears throat> we need to understand this. So, the naked eye, we cannot see everything properly. We, um, one cannot see properly unless one has heard from a superior source. Just like uh, refraction of light, when we see a spoon half bent, I mean sorry, not half bent, it looks half bent. So when it's dipped half in water, um, so we will see the spoon as bent half at, at, at half mark. But the spoon is actually not bent. But our eye, eye is telling us 
that it is bent. So how do we know it is not bent? Because we understand the refraction of light. So that refraction of light is a, is a thing that you have to learn from the textbooks of science. Then you will understand that, okay, this what I am seeing is not correct. But with that knowledge, with the background of that knowledge, if I see, then I'll, I, will, I will be able to explain that this is what is what I am seeing is not. That's what, therefore, seeing is not believing. We cannot depend on our eyes. Uh, just like the sun. The sun, we see it as a small particle on the sky, a small bright particle, but it's not. It appears like that. It appears very small. You, you try next time you see the sun and try to, try to, you know, between your fingers try to do that and hold the sun. It's like that. That small we are seeing the sun as. But it is millions and millions of times the size of the earth. And we know how big the earth is. I mean, we can't even see the horizon. I mean, we can't see anything. How big the earth is. And it's millions of times the size. But it doesn't look like that. Because our naked eye is, is imperfect. So similarly, when we see something, we can't see in the proper way. So Pashyati means to see. We just can't see and deduce, um, come to a conclusion. No. We have to Anupashyati. We have to systematically see. According to the, the Shastras. Shastra Chakshu. Shastra Chakshus. That means to see through the eyes or the lens of the Shastra. That is properly seen. And by the previous teachers, by the previous Acharyas, how they saw it. So that's how we have to understand things as they are. <clears throat> like we all are sitting here. I think all, how many of you are here, you all agree that we are soul, we are not the body. But none of us have seen that. We have not seen the soul. How do we agree? Because we agree on the platform of the Shastra. By seeing, we can't come to this conclusion. But by observing and contemplating the instructions of Bhagavad Gita, oh, yes, yes. So, we will see it properly. That's how we should see it. So now, thus the word Anupashyati means that one should not see things, where are we? Yeah, with the naked eye, but should follow the previous acharyas. Due to material defects, the naked eye cannot see anything properly. One cannot see properly unless one has heard from a superior source. And the highest source is the Vedic wisdom, which is spoken by the Lord Himself. Vedic truths are coming in disciplic succession from the Lord to Brahma, from Brahma to Narada, and from Narada to Vyasa, and from Vyasa to many of His disciples. Formerly, there was no need to record the messages of the Vedas because people in earlier ages were more intelligent and had sharper memories. They could follow the instructions simply by hearing once from the mouth of a bona fide spiritual master. At present, there are many commentaries on the revealed scriptures, but most of them are not in the line of disciplic succession coming from Srila Vyasadeva, who originally compiled the Vedic wisdom. The final, most perfect and sublime work of Srila Vyasadeva is Srimad Bhagavatam, which is the natural commentary on the Vedanta Sutra. There is also the Bhagavad Gita, which was spoken by the Lord Himself and recorded by Vyasadeva. These are the most important revealed scriptures and any commentary that contradicts the principles of the Bhagavad Gita or Srimad Bhagavatam is unauthorized. There is complete agreement among the Upanishads, Vedanta Sutra, Vedas, Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam and no one should try to reach any conclusion about the Vedas without receiving instructions from members of Vyasadeva's disciplic succession who believe in the personality of Godhead and his diverse energies as they are explained in the Sri Shopanishad. According to the Bhagavad Gita 18.54, 
Only one who is already on the liberated platform, Brahma Bhuta, can become an Uttamadhikari devotee and see everything, every living being as his own brother. This vision cannot be had by politicians who are always after some material gain. One who imitates the symptom of an Uttamadhikari may serve another's outward body for the purpose of fame and or material reward, but he does not serve the spirit soul. Such an imitator can have no information of the spiritual world. The Uttamadhikari sees the spirit soul within the material body and serves him as spirit. Thus, the material aspect is automatically served. So, if you go to this 1854, Brahma Bhuta Prasanna one who is thus transcendently situated. What is this? Brahma Bhuta. He has to come from the platform of Brahma. Aham Brahmasmi first. And then there is Parabrahma. Then he can come to the platform of actual devotional service. So one who is thus transcendently situated at once realizes the Supreme Brahman and becomes fully joyful. He never laments or desires to have anything. He is equally disposed to ever, toward every living entity. In that state, he attains pure devotional service unto me. So, that is the Uttamadhikari stage. So, until then, we cannot um, imitate this stage. <clears throat> Alright. So, going back. Such an imitator cannot can have no information of the spiritual world. The Uttamadhikari sees the spirit soul within the material body and serves him as spirit. So, he, he serves the soul. That's why when Prabhupada was once asked by Dr. Patel, you know, with whom he used to have friendly arguments, you know, like that. So, this Dr. Patel, he asked him, um, you say a pure devotee sees everybody equal and uh, he does not preach. A second class devotee is a preacher. So, but you are a preacher. So, are you not a first, so you must be not first class then, you must be a second class. You are not seeing everybody equal. Then Prabhupada <laughs> gave a pause. It was during a morning walk. So Prabhupada gave a pause. He kept on walking. Then he said, My equality is that I don't see any distinction between blacks, whites and, and Indians or Americans or Japanese or Chinese or Russians. I try to distribute the Harinam to everyone. This is my uh, sense of, this is my vision of equality. That without any discrimination, I am spreading the holy name. Without gender or race or nothing, we are trying to spread the holy name. So, this is the equality that I see. And everybody, all the devotees said, Jai, Hari Bol. You know. So, he is pure devotee, but he is preaching. He voluntarily descends to the second class platform, empowered by the Supreme Personality of Godhead to do that. And in that mood, he preaches all around. Therefore, we always chant, Om Vishnupada Paramahamsa Parivrajakacharya. Paramahamsa means pure devotee, Uttamadhikari. Parivrajakacharya means a travelling preacher. That means a second class devotee. So, Om Vishnupada Paramahamsa Parivrajakacharya. So, he is actually Paramahamsa, but is acting on the level of Parivrajakacharya for our mercy. Uh, to show mercy to us, sorry. So, that's, that's the uh, understanding. Alright, so, we will take questions now. So, we seem to have quite quite some questions here. Um, so, Virendra Prabhu's question from India. 
Devotees by performing devotional service get attracted to the Supreme Lord. Does the Supreme Lord get attracted by devotional service of a devotee? Yeah. So we have already shown that. In fact, that that 9.4.63 where he says, I am controlled by my devotees. And also to understand the glory of devotional service, he himself, Krishna himself became a devotee as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to taste the um, mellow of devotional service as Radharani herself feels. So yes, in fact, Krishna Karshani, the Supreme Lord gets attracted by devotional service of a devotee. So one of the symptoms of devotional service is, it is Krishna Karshani. It attracts the attention of Krishna. So there is a verse by in Bhaktura Samrata Sindhu. In the Madhya Leela, Chaitanya Charitamrita, 17th chapter, verse 95, in the purport, we see, you see, the symptoms, the Bhaktira Samrita Sindhu 1.1.17 describes the symptoms of Bhakti Yoga thus, Klesha Ghni, Shubhada, Moksha Laghuta, Krit, Sudur Labha, Sandrananda Prashant, Visheshatma, Shri Krishna Karshani Chasa, Chasa. Devotion, devotional service is Klesha Ghni, even for beginners. So, okay, this is not the full uh, translation of the verse. So, Kleshagni means, you see, uh, it, it destroys our um, difficulties. Klesha means difficulties. Ghna means killer, uh, killing. Ghni means the killer. Ghna means to kill. Ghni means one who kills. So, Kleshagni, devotional service, kills our, um, uh, what is that, our difficulties. It reduces the, and nullifies all kinds of suffering. You see suffering. So, Klesha means suffering. So, it, it reduces, it kills all suffering. Klesha Gni. Shubhada, it, it um, gives auspiciousness in one's life. Moksha Laghutakrit. That means, it makes our aspiration for liberation very small. It, you know, the, the Moksha is treated as the most, liberation is treated as the most, you know, uh, coveted, uh, thing in life, human life, like moksha is the is, is is what we should be after. But even that moksha, you know, Krishna bhakti, Krishna devotional service is so much more blissful and so much more uh, purifying that moksha itself wanes and or or becomes small in comparison. Laguta means small. You know, it makes moksha very small. Mm. So, it is that much more um, exalted than moksha, bhakti. Sudurlabha, the next thing, is sudurlabha. Durlabha means, labha means to get. So, uh, durlabha means very difficult, I mean, it is difficult to get. Sudurlabha means very difficult to get. So, it is, it is not very easily achieved. Hmm. We will see, we will go back to a verse and come back here. In the Srimad Bhagavatam, this is explained. 5618. 5.6.18. See? In the last line, you see, Muktim Dadati Manabhakti Yogam. This was quoted many times in Chaitanya Charitamrita by Prabhupada, so many times. Okay. This is uh, Sukadev Goswami explaining to Parishit Maharaj how Krishna has become so close to his. Uh, family members, his his uh, grandfather Arjuna and all the Pandavas. 
and how fortunate Sukadev Parishit Maharaj is to be in such a family that Krishna is so close to him. Because he is not close to anybody. He gives, that's what you see in the translation now. My dear king, the supreme person Mukunda is actually the maintainer of all the members of the Pandava and the Yadu dynasties. He is your spiritual master, worshipable deity, friend and the director of your activities. To say nothing of this, he sometimes serves your family as a messenger or servant. This means he worked just like ordinary servants do. Those engaged in getting the Lord's favor attain liberation from the Lord very easily. Again, those engaged in getting the Lord's favor attain liberation from the Lord very easily, but he does not very easily give the opportunity to render direct service unto him. It's not so easy. It's very, very, very rare. Um, uh, what is that? Vasudeva Sarvamethi Sa Mahatma Sudurlabha That Mahatma who can surrender unto me and all Mahatmanastumam Partha Daivim Prakriti Mashritha So, those devotees are Sudurlabha Very, very rare. One in millions and billions. So, so Kleshagni, Shubhada, Mokshalaghutakrit, Sudurlabha Then Sandrananda Visheshatma Sandrananda Ananda means bliss. Sandrananda means intense bliss. So, it makes the devotee Vishesha Atma, a, a very special soul who can enjoy, you know, um, intense bliss in that service. It, it gives him such intense or concentrated happiness um, that he doesn't want anything else, you know. Sukham Atyantikam Yatad Buddhigraham Atindriyam. Sandrananda. So, nothing can actually give more happiness than this. Actually, there is one nice verse in Mukundamala Sotra. We will see that verse. I think it's ninth verse. Sarasijanayane sashankha chakre murabhidima virama svachitarantum sukhataram aparam najatu jane this is the ninth verse of the Mukundamala Stotra. O mind, please never stop think, uh, taking pleasure in thinking of the Mura demon's destroyer. means Krishna. Please never stop taking pleasure in thinking of Krishna, who has lotus eyes and bears the conch and the disc weapon. Indeed, I know of nothing else that gives such extreme pleasure as meditating on Lord Hari's divine feet. Extreme pleasure. You see, Sukhataram aparam najatu jane. You know, the um, Sukhataram means, Sukha means happiness, Taram means better happiness. Better happiness than this, I don't know of any such happiness or that is better than this. That's what he's saying. What is that? What happiness? Haricharana smaranamritena tulyam. Tulyam means um, equal. Equal. Haricharana smaranamritena. So, the, the bliss that you will get by remembering the lotus feet of Krishna, there is no other happiness better than that. So, and we will go to another verse, which is in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Just, um, there are many verses, but I will just show you one more, because I remember that just now. First, first chapter 99th verse of the Antilila of Chaitanya Charitamrita. This is Rupa Goswami saying, Tunde Tandavani Ratim Vitanute Tundavali Labdhaye Karna Kroda Kadam Bini Ghatayate 
कर्णाबुदेभ्य स्पृहा चेत प्रांगणसंगिनी विजयते नो जाने जनिता कियद्भिमृत कृष्णेति वर्णद्वयी ही सेइंग रूप गोस्वामी इज सेइंग लाइक दिस आई डू नॉट नो हाउ मच नेक्टर द टू सिलेबल्स कृष्णा हैव प्रोड्यूस्ड व्हेन द होली नेम ऑफ कृष्णा इज चांटेड इट अपीयर्स टू डांस विद इन द माउथ वी देन डिजायर मेनी मेनी माउथ्स तुंडावली तुंडावली तुंडा मींस टंग Tundavali means millions. No, when it says many, many mouths, it's not just like fifty mouths or hundred mouths. No, millions. Avali means uncountable. You know, innumerable. We then desire many, many mouths. When that name enters the holes of the ears, we desire many millions of ears. And when the holy name dances in the courtyard of the heart, it conquers the activities of the mind, and therefore all the senses become inert. So this is. Mm, symptom of devotional service sandrananda this is called sandrananda and finally shri krishna karshini chasa this is the actual answer for the question <laughs> so krishna karshini you see and the word krishna akarshini indicates that devotional service gradually attracts krishna toward the devotee consequently the devotee is not subject to any sinful reaction so krishna akarshini it attracts krishna therefore radharani who is the the personification of devotion ultimate devotion she is called madan mohan mohini so the lord is called madan mohan he is the attractor of cupid but she at, and he is um, he is atmarama he is self satisfied he is completely happy with himself he doesn't need anything else to make him happy so what can attract him nothing right because he is the source of all attraction krishna means all attractive but krishna akarshini if he is the source of all attractiveness how can he become attracted by something else why do we get attracted with something by something because there is something that we don't have so we get attracted to that but when krishna has everything why should he be attracted to anything and that means devotional service is on such a high platform that is even higher than krishna that's why madan mohan he is the you know everybody is in this world um hit by the arrows of cupid and therefore <clears throat> everybody gets <clears throat> attracted to the opposite sex so this world is moving on the principle that the the control of the madana the cupid but he is madan mohan whereas madan is is you know the cupid is uh, attracting everybody's mind but krishna is the attractor of even cupid that means if we take shelter of krishna our cupid will go away i mean our, our the lust in our heart will go away so he is called madan mohan but radharani is called madan mohan mohini she you know attracts the madan mohan shri krishna akarshini so that that's why devotees don't even demand going back to godhead and associating with the lord they just want mama janmani janmanishwari bhavatad bhakti rahaitu kitvai you give me unmotivated devotional service to you even if i am uh, going to take birth repeatedly in this in this material world so why because the the pleasure of devotional service is even higher than the pleasure of 
directly meeting Krishna. Um, Radharani also said this in the Antilila, I think uh, 20th chapter, Antilila, we have seen that in the Shikshashtaka class. Um, he, she said that when I see Krishna, uh, where? I think this verse is about somewhere around here. No. Uh, maybe you can put in the comments where that verse is. So, she says that <coughs> okay. So, she said that when I see Krishna, I see him in one place. When Krishna is not around, I see him everywhere. So, Krishna not being around is greater happiness for me than when Krishna is around with me. This is so difficult to understand. Um, this is the this is the love of Radharani, and this is why Krishna himself wanted to understand Radharani, and he came as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and he tasted the mellows of Radharani. That's why devotional service attracts Krishna like nothing else. All right, next. Okay, Virendra Prabhu again. What is the difference between sin and offense? Well, sinful life is an actually offense. Sin is offense. Sin is offense. Um, of all offenses, the sin of going against uh, the Vaishnavas is the worst. Vaishnava Prada is the worst. So, sin and offense is basically the same thing. A sinful person is constant offender. It's constant offender. And while doing devotional service, usually devotional service is purifying. While doing devotional service, we may commit offenses in the Lord, at the feet of the Lord. So these are not exactly sins. They are sins. I mean, it's not they are not sins. But when we do that, we fall down from our devotional life, back again to our sinful life. So we, we should avoid all these things. Um, so... These are offenses. There is actually no difference between sin and offense. Because sin means, what is sin? You are not following the Vedic rules. So that is an offense to the Lord. Actually, in our material life, we are constant offenders. Constant offenders. So that same offense, we may carry the mentality of offensing, uh, offending. We will carry, even in our spiritual life, in the Kanishta Adhikari, he still carries that flavor of the offensive nature. And therefore, he doesn't know how to behave properly. And that's why we need to carefully avoid these offenses so that we don't fall down again to our sinful life, you know. And Venkatesh Prabhu, do Prabhupada also attended house programs in those days on devotees' request? Yes. Yes, he did that. But, you know, at those time, in those times, there were not many congregation devotees, you know. Devotees means full-time devotees. Congregation devotees, they're not even, <laughs> they were not even counted at that time. Whether it be um, householders or brahmacharis or sannyasis, all were full-time devotees. And they went to these life members' houses. You know, those were not exactly initiated devotees or something like that. But, you know, he went there to, you know, uh, when they request... Because in India only this happens. In America, nobody calls to, calls you to uh, their home. So, that culture is not there in the Western world. So, um, uh, in India, this was happening. 
um, that you know sadhu they you know they will call the sadhu to their home and bless them so this is there in, in india the culture is there so they they used to call sometimes the life members not exactly and devotee members the congregation working and devotee at the same time very 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 less very less all were full time devotees that was that was the mood at the time hmm. virendra prabhu again so is bhakti devi and lakshmi devi serving krishna then why krishna says that my real mercy is to a nishkinchan devotee who doesn't have lakshmi or wealth <clears throat> nishkinchana does not mean not having wealth nishkinchana means to not have the uh, sense gratificatory spirit like uh, yudhishthir maharaj he was a king but he was a nishkinchana um, and the pandavas they were all kings and um, prahlad maharaj dhruv maharaj he was a kinchan i mean he he was uh, he had desire and that's how his thana abhilashi tapasthito ham so he started with a desire big desire material desire but then after his perfection in meditation when he saw the lord he had no more desire that is nishkinchan he may have you know he, he had the whole dhruv pole star the highest planet in the material world was was um, occupied by him but still he was counted among nishkinchan same with prahlad maharaj Prahlad Maharaj did not want anything from the Lord. The Lord said, no, 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 I order you to uh, rule over this world and teach everybody the signs of devotional service. So, he, give the, he gave him all appeal. So, the Nishkinchana means not simply not having wealth. That means a poor man would be Nishkinchana, right? An absolutely poor man in this material world. But no, that poor man is full of material desires. So, he is not Nishkinchana. So, Nishkinchana means one who has no interest in enjoying Lakshmi. like ravan he had wanted to enjoy lakshmi whereas hanuman he did not want to enjoy he went searching for lakshmi sita but not for in the desire for um, enjoying her but engaging her or bringing her back to ram so a devotee will go out beg you know collect money but is not money minded money minded means how i can enjoy this money but that's not just in that way then hanuman was uh, you know he was a brahmachari right so how can he look for a woman he went and his only mission was to look for a woman there in lanka but he was nishkinchan he was nishkinchan and you know monkey how usually monkeys are very very lusty and he was looking for the most beautiful woman sita uh, lakshmi herself but he was completely nishkinchan because he wanted how can i see i can see uh, sita back with ram that's what his intention was so a devotee sometimes goes out and you know collects donation for the lord so that is not money mindedness that is actually proper that is hanuman was in that consciousness bring the lakshmi back to narayan bring sita back to ram for his service the money must be used for krishna service every all money in the world nothing belongs to anybody but krishna whoever is holding so much money in their bank accounts all that money belongs to krishna rightfully it has to be used for his service but they have kept in their bank accounts and trying to enjoy their money or whatever that is their problem that is their sin so a devotee <laughs> prabhupada said once that we are not as, as strong as hanuman he went and by force you know he he burned the whole lanka and you know he made uh, the, the the demon surrender and of course there ram and lakshman also went and fought by force they 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 waged war and uh, they won back sita 
but because we are not as strong as Hanuman, so therefore we adopt this policy of begging, please, please give me some money, I want to serve the temple. So we have adopted the policy of begging because we are not as strong, but the principle is the same. It's not that we are beggars, but we are helping them so that some of their money will go to Krishna at least. Because actually all of their money should go to Krishna. That's why for Grihasthas, 50% of their income must be given to Krishna. But because they can't and they are not doing it. And if we wage war against them, uh, that's not, we are not as strong as Hanuman to you know, be successful in that attempt. So we will adopt the policy of begging. But the principle has not changed. It is the same principle. So again, Niskanshan mean, devotee means one who is not interested in enjoying. He does not have the enjoying spirit. But for the service of the Lord, he will use everything. That is called Yukta Vairagya. That is Niskanshan. Virendra Prabhu again. So, is Kanishta Adhikari under the influence of Maya and his false ego makes him quarrel with other devotees? Yeah, I mean, because that is a flavor of his previous consciousness. So, yeah. So, Maya, you know, the materialistic devotee. <coughs> Prakrita Bhakta. So, his influence, of course, is influenced by Maya. So, unless we come to the point of having a relation with the Lord, the Abhadrani of, you know, the dirty things in the heart are still there. The traces of dirty things in the heart are still there. Unless we come to the point of actually establishing our original relationship, whatever that may be, as a friend of Krishna or as a servant or as a cow or a grass or a parrot or gopi or whatever it is, or like a parental affection, whatever it may be, our original um, affection with Krishna, until we come to that point, we have not become completely free from the dirty things or maya, influence of maya in the heart yet. A person who is free from maya, he does not have any of these uh, dirty things. Um, That's why we have this verse every morning, I mean, before Bhagavatam, we chant this verse, Nashta Prayeshva Bhadreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavatyuttama Shloke Bhaktir Bhavati Naishthiki By regular attendance in the classes on Bhagavatam and by rendering of service to the pure devotee, all that is troublesome to the heart is almost completely destroyed. In fact, Prabhupada gave a percentage, 75% destroyed. Hmm. That means all that is troublesome to the heart, what is troublesome to the heart? Maya, in, in its different forms as Kama, Krodha, Lobha, Moha, Madhamatsarya, all these dirty things. And loving service under the personality of Godhead who is praised with transcendental songs is established as an irrevocable fact. So, it's almost completely destroyed. So, by reading Bhagavatam, our thing is almost completely destroyed, but it's not completely destroyed. We have to still act on it and, you know, Maam Chayo Vyabhicharena Bhakti Yogena Sevate. When we do in the, in the, in the Nishtha platform, that means fixed up platform without wavering, if we do that, then we come to the platform of Brahma Bhuta. That's when, and when one actually establishes a relationship with the Lord, that's when completely, 100%, all the dirty things are cleared off. So until then, Maya's, you know, Maya's there, <laughs> testing us all the way. Tapasya Prabhu, Hare Krishna Prabhu, Bhagavad Gita is category of Shruti or Smriti. So it is Smriti, technically, because it's part of Mahabharata. But there is no difference between Shruti and Smriti. The Mayavadis, Sankaracharya's followers, they classify because he has presented himself like that to artificially make Shruti more important than Smriti. 
so that he can manipulate the words of shruti because in the smriti it is made much more clear if you see the words of ishopanishad compared to the words of bhagavatam the bhagavatam words are far more clear hmm. or even um, other upanishads now these upanishads or vedas they can be manipulated you know because the supreme lord is not directly mentioned that's why vyasadev was asked to write the bhagavatam which directly mentions the past times of the lord and therefore sankracharya did not even dare touch bhagavatam but some of his unscrupulous followers they try to touch bhagavatam and also try to prove impersonalism from bhagavatam completely futile attempt though <coughs> so the smriti and to understand shruti properly we must understand smriti see shruti means the principles are mentioned like smriti is actually the the incidences where those shruti have come into practical application like hmm, here in this today's verse a pure devotee sees everybody equal that is a principle but then when you go to smriti bhagavatam pralad maharaj how he actually saw everything uh, you know everybody equal and he saw the supreme lord everywhere so that is smriti so the smriti statements are the practical application of the shruti statements so there is there are historical like puranas itihasas they are all historical references to where these principles have been put into practice or put in application by the devotees and how the supreme lord actually comes like the supreme lord here says tan ejati tan naijati he walks and he does not walk now narasimhadev came out of the pillar when did he go into the pillar did anybody see him walk into the pillar nobody saw but he came out of there so he did not walk but then he came there but ordinary pillar you would break you will not find him but that pillar he was there you know so th- practically in the in the leelas these are all practically shown there visibly shown so the smriti actually makes the statement of shruti they validate they what validate this um, uh, statements of the shruti by showing practically what exactly happened that's why the mahabharat contains all the 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 messages of the uh, vedas that's why it's called the fifth veda so bhagavad gita is part of that and it is called gitopanishad bhagavad gita it is actually one of the upanishads it is so important that is in fact the sum the, uh, the the sum total of all upanishads is the gita sarvopanishado gavo dogdha gopalanandana partho vatsa sudhir bhokta dugdham gitamritam mahat so the bhagavad gita is the essence of all upanishads although it is in the smriti therefore smriti in fact uh, in our video that uh, nimanita prabhu made against that uh, what is that zakirnayak he had this one quote from the from the vedas that the smritis are even more important than the shrutis other way around than what the sankracharya followers uh, proclaim okay virendra prabhu again question is the gradations of devotees based on realizations such as kanishta adhikari performs temple service madhyam adhikari is preaching krishna consciousness uttam adhikari is senior and initiates followers to krishna consciousness yes but it is not that uttam adhikari will not do deity worship <coughs> and it's not that the madhyam adhikari will not do deity worship devotee means yes his main occupation may be that but you know he will do everything again he will do everything like you see you have seen videos of prabhupada doing aarti right what that is kanishtha adhikari or no uttam adhikari will do everything when as kanishtha adhikari cannot see what uttam adhikari sees and he cannot be on that platform and he cannot see what the madhyam adhikari sees madhyam adhikari he can do what kanishtha adhikari does in a more perfected way like we are doing aarti prabhu is doing aarti he is doing aarti is much more pleasurable to the lord than our doing aarti 
because he is doing with pure devotion ours is not as much at least mine is not as much so i mean not not just as much is like nowhere no devotion just like doing <laughs> so a pure devotee is, he does it the same things even more perfectly in in the most perfect way and madhuma adhikari yes he also does deity worship it's not that he does not do but he also does but with more understanding than the kanishtha adhikari so at each level it is not that you reject the earlier level no everything is done but in a more better way and he does more things more responsible service more and more responsible service um which as one advances one can accept those services and one can render those services mm. krishna smaranam prabhu fault should be found only in oneself why is this true <laughs> you know why because we fail to see that it is easy to see faults in others but it is very difficult to find find fault with oneself that is why we should focus why why bhaktisdan saraswati thakur said find faults with yourself because that is the most difficult thing to do it is easier who i mean the first thing we do i mean people in this world the first tendency if anything goes wrong you know he has done that he has done it this is because of that because of this he doesn't own up that is the most difficult thing to do to own up for our own faults and actually we do have many faults otherwise if we are actually perfect why are we here in this material world we shouldn't be here right so we should become perfect so we have lot to correct within ourselves so therefore we should always come back to the point of you know first clean up myself first get my act together first and then yes of course as we are progressing if somebody junior devotee you know <coughs> is is even though we are not you know pure devotees when you know some devotee you know just beginning he does some mistake we have to correct him as much as we know you know to help him advance at the same time we should not be like meditating on everybody's faults and you know and we don't we are not doing anything positive you know that's not that's not to be done we should know what is correct and what is wrong and we should know that it's not that we should be blind also but at the same time we should not just be overly meditating on that and that's that should be our only thing in life in the and especially in the kanishtha adhikari we don't even know how to judge we see fault in something which actually does not have a fault we don't see the real thing and we see a fault in 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 what is actually correct and we see correct in what is actually fault that is kanishtha adhikari and that's why especially so for kanishtha adhikari he should not try to see faults because he is not experienced at all he tries to first learn about how i can become better devotee and then when one is second class devotee he knows he knows what is actually correct what is wrong you know everything he knows then that is properly done and uttamadhikari he is even more perfect of course he doesn't see any faults at all but then when he is preaching like prabhupada he showed us okay what is correct what is wrong he guided us then yes um, so that's why <clears throat> virendra prabhu madhyam adhikaris or preachers or shiksha gurus who preach krishna consciousness yes so they should preach according to the instruction of the uttam adhikari diksha guru the spiritual master so the madhyam adhikaris they preach as shiksha gurus yes but they themselves also have to learn more it is not that they are perfect yet but as long as they speak what the uttam adhikari diksha guru speaks that speech is perfect Hmm. because it's the words of the uttamadikari repeated 
then virendra prabhu again why is it a nama aparad to preach krishna consciousness non believers then how will preacher grow the krishna consciousness movement okay good so non believers of are of two kinds one is innocent and the other is envious so yes as we go on preaching we preach we try to spread the holy name we try to you know distribute the books there are innocent people who will take up if they are pious they will take up this or they will buy one book at least they are favorable even if they don't become full time devotees or something at least they become favorable to the whole process and they become friendly to the devotees and be nice to the devotees at least so they have some chance for progress but then there are others who are just like straight up against so uh, we can't do much with them so we just have to neglect them but then preach to those who are so when we you know when the, when the when the seed is sown you know when is in when it falls on the barren land it, it doesn't grow but when it is in the in the fertile land it grows so seeds we just have to throw you know and where it where it can you know bear fruit that that's you know that's how the preaching goes on it's not that everybody will agree to what we say because demonic people they will not agree by nature so we should preach but especially when we preach go, keep on preaching to a faithless person and who is very very envious that's when it becomes offensive especially when you know he is envious so otherwise when you are preaching unless you talk to him you will not know whether he is envious or innocent so when you already know he is envious then you say okay all right you better go on your path it is better we end this discussion because you are not in a position to learn please go on your path go and if he actually challenges of course we should like prabhupada you know when somebody challenges krishna he, he you know chastises him in the class in the question answer session sometimes some smart fellow in kind of come and ask question uh, challenging and prabhu especially he would, he would get this in india and you know prabhupada always you know was you know he was um, raising his voice that that has to be done it's not that we have to be quiet when you know um, the lord is being offended but then we have to end that discussion there itself that's it. no, no point preaching to this fellow because he's just com- going to commit more and more offenses to the holy name the more we talk about krishna and holy name the more he will create offenses that's why we should stay away from uh, preaching to him because we will be causing more offenses by him so in that way we are facilitating his offenses so that's why we become offensive so harsh gupta how to give right direction to mind chant i mean chant and listen to this um scriptures you know read bhagavad gita bhagavatam if possible get in touch with devotees and be in their association and we will be corrected so many things and you know slowly slowly our mind will become you know nice you know it will become friendly it will become favorable to devotional service so basically you know chant and read and do whatever devotional service you can within your uh, capability and try to associate with devotees as much as possible if not physically then you know online or something like that you can always uh, associate and slowly slowly it will come out it's not overnight you can expect this to happen over time <clears throat> how to get free from anger it's not about getting free from anger it's about using everything in krishna's service uh, like prabhupada also got angry right but he used it in krishna's service when his devotee did something wrong he became upset or when something you know like um you know that uh, incident where the mumbai bombay the land 
this Mr. Nair, he was trying to cheat the devotees and take away the land when there was already a temple built there, you know, temple structure already started there. Um, so, Prabhupada wanted to fight him and by Krishna's arrangement, the Dr. Nair, Dr. or Mr. Nair, so he, he died within two, two weeks out of a heart attack by his own offences to the devotees to Prabhupada. He died of a heart attack. Actually, the court case was going on, you know, and then this, this Mr. Nair died. So, <laughs> Prabhupada said, um, everyone can go back to Godhead. Once he said like this, everyone can go back to Godhead. Then he paused a bit, except Mr. Nair. <laughs> so, he still, you see, he, he had the anger because that person offended Krishna. You know, he was trying to do this. So, of course, Mr. Nair's wife came and apologized to Prabhupada and Prabhupada was, you know, uh, he was gracious in that. He was, you know, he consoled her. But, you know, this this is what happened. So, uh, anger is there. Anger is there. And Prabhupada was fighting the case, I mean, very strongly. And you need the anger to fight, right? So, and just like Hanuman, he was angry. But he is worshipped for that. Because he used anger properly. So, it is not that anger should be rejected. But it should be used properly. Against, uh, you know, those who are envious of devotees. Then anger, anger should be used sometimes. Ayapa Prabhu, give tips for Kanishta Adhikari like me to become a permanent Madhyam Adhikari. So, we just have to stick to the process. It is not something, some secret tips. <laughs> we just have to stick to the process. And um, main thing, if anything, is this Trinadapi Sunichena, Tarorapi Sahishwana. That will be humbler than the grass, more tolerant than the tree. And if we can humbly take... Um, the advice from senior devotees and follow, then we will also come to the Madhyamadhikari stage and you know, eventually by Prabhupada's grace, even Uttamadhikari. Mm. But we should just stick to the process. First of all, Mangalarati, morning program must be there. Must be there. Sadhana wise, we cannot, apart from that, yes, the, following the advice of the devotees, then, Sadhana, the morning Mangalarati must. If we don't do the morning program, forget it. Just completely forget it, the whole thing will forever remain Kanishta or even fall away from devotional service. If there is no morning program, if there is no Mangalarati, if there is no chanting 16 rounds, if there is no eating only Krishna Prasadam, and if we are not only listening to you know Krishna Katha, there is every every chance of falling down. Every chance of falling down. So, these things have to be watertight. We cannot let any gaps in our uh, sadhana. And apart from that, and then yes, uh, hearing and reading, contemplating and doing all services, humbly engaging in cooperation with devotees. Like that, we have to go ahead. Then we'll become very nicely, we'll become devotees. Virendra Prabhu, I want to become a preacher. What are the qualities a preacher should have? A preacher should be, first of all, as Prabhupada said, wash the pots. A preacher should wash the pots. So, because <coughs> unless we are trained properly, we cannot, our character, Apani Achari Prabhu Jivere Shikshaya. So, first of all, our Achari should be there. So, first of all, therefore, I must become humble. I must humbly serve first. As uh, Prabhupada said, we must become a very, very diligent student, diligent student uh, to become a teacher. So, uh, if you want to become good preacher means, uh, first of all, we must, our Achari must be cleaned up. And all kind of menial services we have to do. How Ishwarpuri became the spiritual master for uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? 
because he he actually cleaned the stool and urine of his guru madhavendra puri when his last stages when his body was all out of order then he was cleaning his bed cleaning his stool and urine and taking taking care of him and so humbly he was you know and even who was that uh, another devotee um, loknath goswami ha huh? chaitanya mahaprabhu's uh, associate he was also so humble he did not want any disciple i think narottam das thakur was his disciple only disciple and <coughs> and narottam das thakur used to narottam das thakur if i'm not wrong i may get the name wrong so he was um going and cleaning the stool huh? because he would pass stool and then he would go and clean that place up every night when the guru would not see because if the guru sees actually that time he was not your disciple formally but mm-hmm. he wouldn't let loknath goswami would not let anybody um serve him so if he would see that then he would ask him to get out get out no don't serve me so when he slept then he would go silently and clean the place all especially when he used to pass stool and everything so he used to clean that place and everything because that time he used to pass stool on the fields you know there is a vedic way you know in the, in the open field so how they served and narottam das thakur you know that is a preacher and ishwar puri preacher of preacher for the supreme personality of godhead and chaitanya mahaprabhu said guru more murkho dekhi karilo shasan my guru saw that i was a great fool ishwar puri is talking about ishwar puri saw that i was a great fool so how you know exalted position ishwar puri got but that is because he has first become a menial servant that's what we should humble servant is what we should become then we will become a very very nice preacher uh, very nice preacher uh indranil sen i want to start on the path of devotional service how do i start so you take um, start chanting hari krishna on the beads first read prabhupada's books uh, if you don't have prabhupada's books you can get from your nearest temple or you can also have online prabhupadabooks.com prabhupada p r a b h u p a d a b o o k s prabhupadabooks.com you can read online if you if you are in the social distancing and you can't move out or lockdown or something you can read online if you, if you prefer a paper book and you can go to the nearest temple and get the book uh you can also order the original books you know uh, that would take time though uh, you can uh, order online i think uh, krishnastore.com i think krishnastore.com so you can get online uh, original books so you can read them and um, start chanting take beads and uh, get mala from local temple wherever you are and uh, start chanting hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 ram hare ram 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 hare hare on the beads 108 beads we will chant 16 rounds 16 malas 16 times 108 but in the beginning if you can't you chant with what you can one round two rounds four rounds start somewhere if you can start with 16 best but if you can't start somewhere and slowly increase never decrease increase up to 16 come to stage of 16 and try to read krishna prasadam so many rules are there but start with reading prabhupada's books and chanting hari krishna then everything else will follow and if you can attend the classes like this online you can you know you can you are most welcome you can also attend like this so this will be a good starting points for you chanting and reading reading is very important prabhupada's books and then chanting and then uh, attending classes 
If you can eat Krishna Prasadam, that's very good. If you can, if you know how to cook, first you start reading. Everything will, you know, fall in place. You will know how to offer. You will learn all this. If you do not know, you can ask us. You know, we can, you know, teach you how to make Krishna Prasadam and eat Krishna Prasadam. That will help a lot because without eating Krishna Prasadam, our mind cannot like really stay. That's why if you're really serious about devotional service, you have to eat only Krishna Prasadam and it's very simple you, anyway you're cooking but without onion and garlic without tea and coffee we, have, we cannot drink tea and coffee and without onion garlic and mushrooms cook and offer it to the lord and uh, have the prasadam so offering for to offer to the lord there are three mantras you can just start with the Prabhupada mantra also if you just say the mantra to the spiritual master is also a good way to uh, is, is the way to offer in fact because the spiritual master will offer to chaitanya mahaprabhu and krishna so we are offering to the spiritual master. So even if you just chant Prabhupada's mantra, in fact, Prabhupada wrote in the letters, two letters, just the mantra to the spiritual master is enough to offer. Of course, there are Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Krishna mantra also, just Prabhupada mantra itself. Then you offer the food to Krishna and eat Krishna Prasadam. And that way you will have pure food. And when we have Krishna Prasadam, we will get intelligence. Krishna will give us the intelligence to understand him. Hmm. All right. Um, then which class of devotee be able to accept scriptures without arguments? Everybody must accept scriptures without arguments. Everybody. Otherwise, it's an offense to the holy name. Fourth offense, to blaspheme the Vedic scriptures or scriptures in pursuance of the Vedic person. So, if you don't accept the Vedic scriptures, then we are committing offense. So, Kanishta Adhikari, how he becomes Madhyam Adhikari? By carefully trying to avoid the offenses. So, in the beginning, we sometimes don't agree with what Shastra says, what the Guru says, what the Sadhu says. So, we have to rise above that. So, we have to accept. Axiomatically accept everything that the scriptures say. Whatever Prabhupada said is gospel truth. So, that way we have to accept and advance. <coughs> Harsh Gupta. Losing hope can be redeveloped. I do not know if that is a question. Losing hope can be redeveloped. Yeah, if you associate with devotees, if you are losing hope in advancing, you you will get back the enthusiasm when you associate with devotees. Read Prabhupada's books, chant Hare Krishna and eat Krishna Prasadam. If you do these things strictly and wake up in the morning, without morning waking up, there is no auspiciousness there. Brahma Muhurta, we must wake up at least one and a half, two hours before sunrise and do Mangalarati and then start chanting. These things will keep us so strong Maya cannot touch us. And association of devotees, of course. In this, in, without association of devotees, we can't really do this alone. But at least that is why we are having these online classes. So if you are stuck somewhere alone, so at least this will be a, you know, some way we can associate. And uh, do it. Um, be determined and do it every day. It can be difficult alone, but just push yourself. And then once it becomes a habit, then you can't stay without it. That's when you'll become strong. Then again, which class of devotee develop intelligence to accept the scriptures without argument? So I already told you, um, every every devotee should accept the scriptures without argument. It's not a question of intelligence or not. It's just acceptance. That's it. Even if one is not intelligent, if he accepts the words of scriptures, then he will become intelligent. Um, if we don't accept our scriptures and wait for intelligence to accept scriptures, no. When we accept scriptures, then the intelligence comes. Tesham satata yuktanam Bajatam Preeti Purvakam Dadami Buddhi Tam. Krishna will give the intelligence, but first to who? Tesham Satata Yuktanam. 
those are always engaged in loving service to me and that loving service means without offenses without all these offenses then krishna will give the intelligence okay somagiri prabhu from hungary nice to see your comment because I haven't seen in a couple of days at least what progress can be made if we are away from the devotees but follow the regulation principles in sadhana still <clears throat> okay um personally i am i have never been in a position where uh without devotees <laughs> i think krishna knows that i can't survive without devotees but we have devotees who are running preaching missions in our different countries alone practically or with very 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 less manpower and basically they have to guide the others so that's that's a very challenging situation and prabhu was also <coughs> telling his own situation when he started there was nobody zero in singapore it was zero not a single devotee so he had to start everything so he said if there is no association then create the association so that's why preaching is all about and it's the pioneering spirit it's in you know, other that um, even with all the difficulties if there's no association then you create the association that's a very valuable thing that prabhu sunagopal prabhu has said so we have to preach um, <clears throat> so and preach and make devotees and that's how then we will have association of devotees so the only way is to just preach then you know um we have to get into that mood of making more devotees and trying to spread this movement some or other you know going out on the street distributing some books and meeting some people getting their contacts and you know calling them up uh, messaging them uh, you know we have a program weekly once you know where to come you know we have some nice kirtan nobody will come don't expect them to come zero will come just even then just do the program you know like that just do even if nobody comes just do maybe one person will come two person will come that is a good start already and slowly 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 it will you know they will bring their friends or something sometimes some may come for a while and then leave all these things will happen but we should not be demoralized you know by that yes it is difficult definitely difficult so that, therefore you can always uh, keep in touch with preachers who have actually preached for, for many years and made so many devotees and if we can get in touch with them and they will give us stories of their know what they went through and then by seeing their determination how they <coughs> went through those situation then we will also become inspired in that way we can always keep in touch so even in our iskm you know we have temples in all these few countries that we have very small missions you know you know one two three four a handful of devotees everywhere so they are pushing this movement and young devotees also young in their 20s in their 30s they are pushing this movement and it is difficult you know and some and all of them have families they are married and at the same time full time devotees so it's it's a very great challenging position and sometimes they will face opposition from iskon you know and even from so called sometimes ritviks they face opposition they have to you know navigate all that and still preach and at such a young age it's easy to become demoralized you know <clears throat> so that's why we take you know association with sundagopal prabhu and you know whenever they feel a little bit demoralized something then they will consult him and you know they will again sunagopal prabhu will encourage them and in this way you know the movement has been growing for iskm here <clears throat> so when we are not together with devotees go out there and preach and just see how much strength prabhupad will give and you know regular keep in contact with devotees and slowly 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 it will 
gather ground and more and more devotees will start joining up and maybe sometimes we don't know how to handle situations and again we can take advice from senior devotees and then okay then execute on that and in this way you know by sometimes making faults sometimes you know krishna giving intelligence in this way we slowly slowly we become more and more adept or expert at this you know making devotees and preaching <coughs> for prabhupada and krishna harsh gupta how to overcome feeling sinful no we should not we should always feel that we are sinful i am always sinful i have please and that's why in that mood only we, then we can pray in a very nice mood to krishna that i need your mercy i need the mercy of vaishnavas i need the mercy of krishna i need the mercy of chaitanya mahaprabhu i need the mercy of prabhupad so we can only think like this if we are unqualified if we are very sinful if we are you know you see bhaktivinoda thakur songs narottam das thakur songs how they are saying you know bhaktivinoda thakur said in one of his song every song he is you know he is saying uh, what is that i am the most fallen soul you know but one point one point you know one song he said asura sakala paylo charana vinod thakilo bosi he said asura sakal paylo charan vinod vinod thakilo bosi he said that even the great demons like hiranyakashipu ravana and all these demons have already gone back to krishna i am still in this material world means what bigger demon i am uh, so i am the worst fallen soul and krishna das kavraj goswami said i am the worst than the worm in the stool of course we cannot imitate again we should not imitate that oh now nah, worm so you know if if we imitate then we'll become depressed and commit suicide <laughs> so but still we have to understand that we are very fallen and we should always contemplate a devotee should always regret all the sins that he has committed before and see that i am actually a very fallen soul who who do, who do i think i am uh, who am i to you know um, think i am a big devotee why just because of a few years of chanting little bit millions and trillions of years i have uh, offended krishna and you know staying away from him although he has been providing for me everything who am i why am i so so we should always feel like that that then the supreme lord will be pleased with us there is this nice shloka 331 यस्वद्रबद्ध इव कर्मृतात्मा भूतेन्द्रियाशयमयमलंब्यस्ते विशुद्धमकंडबोधम आतप्यमान हृदये वशितम नमामी दिस इज बाय द द प्रेयर बाय द चाइल्ड इन द वूम ऑफ द मदर दिस इज एक्चुअली द लाइफ ऑफ द फीटस यू नो हाउ द हाउ द चाइल्ड इन द वूम ऑफ द मदर इज सो अ पायस चाइल्ड ही विल प्रे लाइक दिस यू नो हिज इन द वूम ऑफ द मदर डोंट थिंक दैट दे डोंट नो एनीथिंग दे नो so he prays he is praying like this i the pure soul appearing now bound by my activities am lying in the womb of my mother by the arrangement of maya i offer my respectful obeisances unto him with a capital h that means the lord who is also here with me but who is unaffected and changeless he is unlimited but he is perceived in the repentant heart to him i offer my obeisance respectful obeisances he is perceived in the repentant heart atapyamana hridaye vashitam namami आतप्यमान हृदय मीन्स आतप्यमान मीन्स रिपेन्टेंट हृदय मीन्स इन द हार्ट अवशितम रिजाइडिंग सो ही रिजाइड्स इन द हार्ट ऑफ द रिपेंटिंग सोल सो वी शुड ऑलवेज रिपेंट आवर यू नो फॉल्स आवर आवर सिंस आवर ऑफेंसेस एंड ट्राई टू ऑलवेज देर फॉर करेक्ट आवर सेल्फ 
Krishna Smaranam Prabhu. Gurus amongst the Hindus and ISKCON movement are recognized to have fall downs by breaking important principles. Can we conclude that they are imitators to Uttamadhikari platform and should not access, act as Diksha Guru? Yeah, most precisely. So that's the exact point. So they should not imitate, they should not take on the post of a Guru, Diksha Guru especially. They could have remained Siksha Gurus. And even if they did fall down being Siksha Gurus, it's understandable, okay, you know, Maya is strong, fine. But a Guru is never, there's no, Guru has to be a pure devotee. And a pure devotee can never fall down. So, they're not, they're not qualified to be Gurus, definitely. Rabinarayan Tripathi Prabhu, from I think Middle East. Um, question, Prabhu, is Uttama Adhikari falls on false ego? If no, how Yudhishthir Maharaj fell in ego while doing Rajaswa Yajna? And also commit mistake in Mahabharata Yuddha by not obeying Krishna's words. Okay. So, these are not faults of Yudhishthir Maharaj. So, why these examples are there? Yudhishthir Maharaj is a pure devotee, right? So, why he did not obey Krishna and did not tell the lie? So, this is because to show us. So, I'll just take out this verse. I mean, if you disobey Krishna, Krishna will be your friend, you know. Huh? How? So, you know, how we have to understand? No, what, what is that verse? Hmm. What is that? Uh, 29, 29, I think. 29. Yeah. So, Sri Sukha Uvacha, Dharma Vyatikram Odrishta, Ishwaranam Chasahasam, Teji Yasam Nadoshaya Vahne Sarvabhujo Yatha. Sukadev Goswami said, The status of powerful controllers is not harmed by any apparently audacious transgression of morality we may see in them. For they are just like fire which devours everything fed into it and remains unpolluted. So when great personalities and great devotees, you know, apparently do some faulty things, just like Bhishmadev, for example, he went and sided the Kauravas. How can he be Mahajan and side the Kauravas? He is showing an example. Then even if one is a Mahajan, if he goes to the wrong side, he will be punished. So, he is showing us that if such a person is going on the wrong side and being punished, but who are we? So, we will be punished. So, he is showing us by example. So, Krishna does so many things to show us by Just like Arjuna, for example, in Bhagavad Gita. He was confused, you know, how come, you know, how, sh- how can I fight in uh, my relatives? You, he is Krishna Surya Sama. Krishna is like the sun and Maya is like darkness. He is always a close friend of Krishna, always seeing Krishna. How can he be in ignorance? How can he be in ignorance when Krishna, the Supreme Personality, is his friend? He cannot be. But then why he was confused? He was confused by, he was put in that position by Krishna so that he will ask these questions to Krishna and Krishna will reply those answers and those will be recorded by Vyasadev and today we can learn Bhagavad Gita. That is the reason why you know, devotees, when they are playing the part with Krishna, they are apparently sometimes confused or sometimes disobey or sometimes like Bhishma Dev, he went against. So, these are teaching us that, you know, we should be, if, you know, they are showing that if that state, in, in that great state, you know, if these are possible, well, that means how much careful we should be. So, at even if one is very qualified, one should not go and transgress the Vedic rules. So, that's the... Uh, idea. Uh, that's the lesson that we should learn. Swamigiri Prabhu, how do we try to avoid misleading feelings and ideas when we are almost alone? Is it possible at all? Well, misleading ideas or feelings, 
it depends what is the misleading feelings but anyway it is difficult maya is always trying to you know when we are alone maya we are very susceptible to maya therefore we keep in company with devotees and thanks to internet we can keep in company with devotees anything if it um, gives us any problem we can just devotees are just a text away and you know we can text them and you know <laughs> get an answer so even in the temple if 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 we feel disturbed or something we go and talk to the senior devotees so that's the system so if you are not in the temple so still the senior devotee is accessible by just a message or you know just a text away so you can take always the uh, liberty to message and get the answers you know so in that way we can you know we can uh, better ourselves all right so next um, harsh gupta whatever happened with ekalavya is right or wrong is always right nothing wrong nothing wrong in ekalavyas because he was i think already we have covered this yesterday and some other day recently because there so many questions you know some many friends asked me that like ekalavya their life is going on what they do what, what do you mean ekalavya their life is going on no ekalavya you know he disobeyed his guru so that is the point so when dronacharya said no i am you are not my disciple he did not want to accept him as a disciple but he still accepted dronacharya as his guru and then when he was asked who is your guru then you are my guru so that is not correct so that was a mistake so he was disobedient in fact um, <clears throat> so that is the lesson that to be to be learned from there there is nothing wrong in that so they have to understand from devotees this whole understanding of what is ekalavya story because qualification yes ekalavya was a great archer yes definitely but you should have also the character because unscrupulous people if they are given great power they will misuse it just like now the nuclear weapons are in the hands of people who are completely out of out of their out of their mind they don't have any idea of the supreme lord they are not interested in executing the instructions of the supreme lord and those people have possession of big big nuclear weapons and that is a great danger for the whole world so just the cap- capacity to become a good archer is not enough he has to be of a good character so that he will be responsible in the use of such um, art of archery if if um, you know self defense for example i mean martial arts if a very terrible person is trained in martial arts oh he will you know he will he will bully so many other people he will, he will just misuse it but if a good person is trained in that then he will use it properly so that's the thing the character of the person what kind of a character he is that is the main thing that's why not everything was taught to everyone brahmanas were taught certain things kshatriyas were taught certain things vaishyas were taught certain things sudras basically no education they just they are not attentive anywhere so just serve the other classes so in this way so uh next yeah so sangama viraha vikalpe varamiha i think i don't know if there is it is there in the let's try sangama viraha vikalpe no but this is by rupa goswami from from padyavali but the same thing is there in the chaitanya charitamrita maybe in the purport i don't know anyway sangam viraha vikalpe varamiha 
विरहो न संगमस्तस्यांगे सैव तथैक्रिभुवनम तन्मय विरहे श्री राधिका राधाराणी सेड वेन ऐ कन्सिडर द डिफरेन्स बिट्वीन यूनियन एंड सेपरेशन ऐ थिंक दट ऐ थिंक दट सेपरेशन इज बेटर वेन ऐम टुगेदर विथ कृष्णा ऐ सी हिम ओनली एट वन प्लेस बट वेन ही इज अवे फ्रॉम मी ऐ सी हिम ऐ सी ऑल द थ्री वर्ल्ड फिल विथ हिम थ्री वर्ल्ड फिल विथ हिम ओके Okay, we are, I think, getting close somewhere. Hmm, I don't know. Somewhere it is there. We have read the other day. But somehow I am not able to take it out. Anyway, we have no time. Virendra Prabhu. Mahaprasadi Govinda is Prasadam Mantra, right? No, no, no. Mahaprasadi Govinda, Nama Brahmani Vaishnave स्वल्प पुण्यवतम राजन विश्वास सो इट इज स्टैंडर्ड बिफोर महामंत्र आई मीन प्रेम प्रसादम बट दैट इज टू ऑनर द प्रसादम नॉट टू ऑफर द प्रसादम टू द लॉर्ड यू ऑफर यू डोंट ऑफर प्रसादम यू ऑफर भोग टू द लॉर्ड एंड देन आफ्टर ही इट्स इट देन बिकम्स प्रसादम सो वेन यू ऑफर भोग दैट इज नमो विष्णुपादाय कृष्ण प्रेष्ठाय भूतले श्रीमती भक्तिवेदांत स्वामी नमने नमस्ते सारस्वती देवे गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेष सुन्नवाद पाश्चात देश तारिणे Three times, and then Namo Mahavadanaya Krishna Prema Pradayate Krishna Krishna Chaitanya Chaitanya Namne Gaurakshya Namaha. Three times, this is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mantra, and then Namo Brahman Devago Brahmana Hitaaja Jagadithaaya Krishna Govindaaya Govindaaya Namo Namaha. This Krishna's mantra three times, and leave the food there for about ten to fifteen minutes. And after that, you take and and cover. No, don't let anybody see, and that's how you offer the food. And then after that, you open the Now ring the bell, open the curtain, and then take the offering out, and you know, put in the serving trays, and that's how you serve. So that is offering. So Mahaprasadhe Govinde, that is a verse from Mahabharat. Mahaprasadhe Govinde, that means Govinda's Mahaprasadam. Nama Brahmani in the holy name. Mahaprasadhe. Mahaprasadam means Mahaprasada. Mahaprasadhe means in Mahaprasada. गोविंदे नाम ब्राह्मणी सो इन द होली नेम ऑफ गोविंद वैष्णवे इन वैष्णवास स्वल्पपुण्यवताम राजन दोज हू हैव वेरी लिटिल पायटी और हार्डली एनी पायटी इन दम विश्वासो नई बजायते दे डोंट हैव फेथ इन द होली नेम महाप्रसाद एंड इन द वैष्णवास सो दैट इज द मीनिंग ऑफ दैट फर्स्ट एंड देन द भक्ति विनोद ठाकुर प्रसाद सेवया मंत्र विच इज शरीरा विद्या जाल जड़ेन्द्रे हताय काल जीवे फेले विश्व सागरे तार मध्य जीवाति लोभमय सुदुर्मति ताकजित कठिन संसारे कृष्णपटदोयमय कौरीबार जीवाजोय स्वप्रसाद नदिलोभाय शया नामृत पाव राधा कृष्ण गुणगाव प्रेम डाको श्री चैतन्य नेताय सो दिस इज द प्रसाद सेवया मंत्र दट इज टू ऑनर द प्रसाद बिफोर यू टेक इट स्टार्ट ईटिंग द प्रसाद बट टू ऑफर द लॉर्ड द आदर थ्री मंत्रस वीरेंद्र प्रभु श्रील प्रभुपाद अपॉइंटेड इलेवन ऋत्विक्स हू देन बिकेम दीक्षा गुरुज इन इस्कॉन सो आर दे उत्तम अधिकारी और मध्यम अधिकारी इफ दे वुड हैव रिमेन ऋत्विक्स इफ दे रिमेन ऋत्विक्स यन दैट इज शिक्षा गुरु यस बट बिकॉज दे हैव ऑफेंडेड दे हैव एंड अगेंस्ट द ऑर्डर देर फॉर इट इज थर्ड क्लास नाउ बिकॉज अ मध्यम अधिकारी वुड नॉट इवन अ कनिष्ठ अधिकारी अ सिंसियर कनिष्ठ अधिकारी वुड नॉट 
transgress the law or order of the spiritual master. He tries to sincerely rise above to Madhyam Adhikari. So, Kanishta Adhikari doesn't mean he is bad, but he has a very high risk of falling down if he is not careful. Because we all are Kanishta Adhikari, we, we start at Kanishta only. So, but we have to be sincere and then, you know, make progress. So, if they fall down, they fell down, that means third class, only third class will fall down, second class and first class won't fall down. Then, um, Ayapa Prabhu, next question. Prabhu, some say drumstick is not offerable, some say it could increase lust. I know if I know we can offer, anyhow we should know info. We can offer, but we should not eat too much. Not only drumstick, even Prabhupada also did not take paneer too much also. Little bit he took. No. Because too much of anything, you know, will cause, cause lust and drumstick also. So, too much of anything is, you know, especially drumstick, yes. Too much of it causes lust. So, keep yourself out of that. So, I think I saw one other question. I think Krishna Smaranam. Prabhu has asked. Krishna Smaranam Prabhu. Oh, okay. Okay, not me. Alright, so, um, Somagiri Prabhu has added, as you mentioned, older devotees correct our bad attitude or misunderstood things. I understood my second question. So, how this can be achieved if we are not together? Yeah. Correct. So, yeah. It's difficult. So, we just have to you know, be strict with ourselves then, you know, so that's why pioneering is a very difficult job. So, when we are all alone, so we are not, we don't have anybody to correct us um, and we do not know whether we are doing wrong or not. So, we just have to pray to Srila Prabhupada, we have to pray to Srila Prabhupada, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Krishna to guide us how to improve ourselves. And be very sincere and you know online we can always connect with devotees like here live stream or private message or whatever. So that's the best we can do, right? So at least that is there. Previously, devotees used to write letters to Srila Prabhupada in mail, you know, by post. You know, sometimes they won't reach Prabhupada, you know. And sometimes when they, by the time they reach Prabhupada, Prabhupada already travelled from there and went to another place. So, you know, these things happen, you know, sometimes. And that time there was no telephone. Telephone was a very new thing at the time, Prabhupada time. And very few devotees only would use the telephone and only the important temple president or something, they will have telephone and they will only use. And Prabhupada got fed up with telephone because everybody was calling him from all over the world. At 2 a.m., you know, he was getting calls and all. He just take out this telephone. <laughs> so, this communication was basically just letters, you know. And just imagine, you know, at least now we have, you know, like messaging apps. We have, you know, we can call at any time, free call, you know, like, like Wi-Fi and then you don't have to pay anything. Use previously Telegram. Oh, you have to play, pay for every single character. You know, so difficult at that time. At least now, so much more accessible. So, let's take it that way. And we have live streaming now. They were, where before in the Prabhupada's time where there was live streams. No. So, at least we have some more facility than before. So, let us use that and then try to be, pray, for, pray to Srila Prabhupada to give us the intelligence and, you know, to, to become better devotee. That's all I can say. All right. Thank you very much. That was a very long session. Again, we went to almost three hours. Oh, Krishna. We stopped at one and a half hours, but we went again almost three hours. Okay.
so thank you very much uh, we will see you again tomorrow with the seventh verse mm, thank you very much shri shopanishad ki jai shri prabhupada ki jai ananta koti vaishnavrind ki jai nitai gaur premanande hari hari bol hare krishna